Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. Hello, and thank you for joining us for Conversations and Support for Targeted Individuals. Today is Sunday, June 3rd, 2018, and I am your host, Renata. I hope you guys had a good week. It is so hot here. Well, it's not hot to you East Coast people. I think it's like 80, but we don't get the humidity, but it's too hot for me. I don't like it hot like this. Anyway, we must deal with it until it cools off a bit. So I hope you guys are doing well. hope you're staying cool wherever you are. Um, we will just open up in prayer, and we'll move on from there. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come before you, Lord, thanking you, Lord, thanking you for your goodness and your mercies, Lord, thanking you for keeping us all week, Lord, for keeping us strong, Lord, even when we didn't feel so strong, Lord. We just thank you, Lord. We thank you for giving us courage, Lord, to move forward, Lord, to lose the fear, Lord, and just move about our lives with courage and trusting you always, Lord. And we thank you for that, Lord. Help us to lay aside every heavy weight, Lord, every weight, every sin, Lord, that so easily beset us, Lord. And let us continue, Lord, to run this race, Lord, this race that you have set before us, Lord, with patience, Lord, And uh, we just thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for watching over and keeping and protecting our loved ones, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for showing us, Lord, that there's a clear path in the midst of all our troubles, Lord. And we just thank you, Lord. We just give everything to you, Lord. We give you every heavy weight, Lord. We just cast our cares on you, Lord. We ask you to just keep us in this race. Keep us running strong, Lord. Keep us praising you, Lord. Keep a praise on our lips, Lord, a song in our heart, Lord, and we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for giving us a mind to serve you, Lord, and we just thank you, and we just come against the enemy right now in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for protecting us from the enemy that wants to destroy us, Lord. When the enemy tries to destroy us, Lord, you build us right back up, Lord, and we just thank you for that. I thank you for each and every person who comes to this call. I ask you to uh, build them up, Lord. Give them the strength, Lord. You know what each and every one of us have need of, Lord, even before we ask, Lord. So I ask you, Lord, to just wrap your loving arms around us, Lord. Watch over us. Protect us, Lord. Let us feel, help us to feel your presence, Lord, in everything we do, Lord, everything we say, Lord. Let us know that we are not alone, Lord, that you are always there with us. And we thank you so much, Lord. Thank you for anointing this call. Thank you for blessing everyone who comes to this call with whatever it is they need, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Did anyone want to read a scripture? We have a scripture. Please start eight. Okay. I have that, too. Let's see what scripture I have today. I don't know if I read this one already, but we'll read it again if I did. Um, Psalms 53, 1 and 2. 
Okay, and it says, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Corrupt are they, and have done abominable iniquity, there is none that doeth good. God looked down from heaven from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand, that did seek God. A mighty move of God. Wait a minute, hold on. Nope, let me go back. Sorry. It's just... Um, 53, 1 and 2. Okay, let me just read it over so I have this right. Okay, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Corrupt are they and have done abominable iniquity that there is none that doeth good. Okay, in verse 2. God looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand that did seek God. Okay, the Bible says, if you say there's no God, then you are fools. This scripture says only a fool says in his heart that there is no God. So you can claim, you know, that you're an atheist or a Satanist or whatever you are, that you don't believe that there is a God, but this scripture says you're a fool. He calls you a fool because there is a God. And he says that God looks down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand, that did seek God. He's trying to see, does, does anybody understand here that, 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 that I am real, that God is real? That's what he's saying. Does anybody, he's looking down, does anybody down there understand that this is real, that there was no big bang, no big boom, or whatever they say? This is, did not just happen. Someone created this, and Genesis tells us that God created the heavens. He created the earth. He separated Everything. He called this heaven. He called that heaven, called this earth. He did all that. He put the sun up there. He created you, created Adam, created Eve, and that's where you come from. So he's looking down to see if anybody understands. And also he's looking down to see, is anybody seeking God? Is anybody looking for God? Is anybody trusting God? Is anybody believing God? He wants to know this. He's trying to see where you at, where your head at, because he said if you don't believe any of this, then you're a fool. You're a fool, and you're going to pay for that disbelief in the end, unfortunately, but you will. So don't let anybody deceive you. Don't let any of these false doctrines deceive you. Don't let anybody, any of this uh, targeting stuff turn you away from God because God is real. No matter what you're going through, no matter the bad things you're going through, God is real. So hopefully you guys understand that. Ask him to reveal himself to you, and he will. He may not do it right away. He may not do it when you think he should do it, but he will. He did it for me. He'll do it for you. Amen. So that's Psalms 53, verses 1 and 2. Okay. Let's see. Did I start the call? I think I did. Yes, I started it. Okay, good. All right. So welcome to any visitors and welcome to uh, the non-visitors as well, the people who come week after week. I truly, truly appreciate it. Um, I hope that this call exceeds all your expectations. I hope that you get good information here. I hope that you feel welcome. I hope that you feel supported. This is designed to be a supportive call. 
I hope you feel comfortable speaking. I know some people don't, but if there's something um, that's on your heart and you want to say it, then try to find the courage to say it. I can almost guarantee you that somebody can relate to you on this call because um, we pretty much go through the same things in different ways, but most people that come to this call are targeted people. So we understand what you're going through, okay? So you have a scenario, you have a situation, you have a comment, you have a question, just put it out there. That's what we're here for. We're here to support one another. We're here to process what's happening to us. Um, Talking about it can really help you to feel better. It does for me. I'm sure it will for you too, okay? We're here to look uh, for ways to move forward so that we don't feel stuck in this. We don't want to feel stuck. These are heavy burdens that can be lifted. We don't have to we don't have to buy into it, okay? We can move on, move forward with our life. We just sometimes just need that extra support to do that, okay? So that's what we're here for. Um, there is more than one way to join the call. You can join in in the chat room while the call is live by going to TalkShoe.com, putting in the code 114-616, and it will join you with the chat room, and there are people in there chatting. You can also call in, which is what most people do, at 724-444-7444. It will ask you for a call ID, and that number is 114-616. Should you happen to miss any of the calls, you can go back and listen to the archives, and you can do that by going to TalkShoe.com, put in the code 114-616, click on Conversations and Support, and you will see years' worth of archives. And feel free to listen to them at your leisure. Okay. Um, and I think that's it. I think that is it. Okay. Let's see. Questions of the day. If you guys hear a toilet running, that is my toilet. I'm going to have to figure that out. Hopefully, it will not run up our water bill because it is running and won't stop. So that's what you hear in the background. Not, it's not intentional. I don't even know if you guys can hear it, but it's loud. Okay. So I came up with a couple of questions, and I have no idea why this crossed my mind, or maybe this is for someone. Okay, so one of the questions um, that came across my mind is for the men. Do do you feel, as a targeted uh, individual, do you feel an added pressure to protect the women in your life, the targeted women in your life? Now, I have no idea what came to my mind one day um, earlier this week, but I'm just curious. Do do men feel, because I know that men are are raised, to be strong and to be macho and to be the protectors and all of that. So I'm wondering if men feel added pressure to protect, say, someone, say you're out somewhere with your spouse or your significant other and someone is targeting your significant other. Do you feel like you have to protect them? Because I was just thinking, like, if a man did uh, feel that way, they would probably be in confrontations all the time because uh, T.I., the ones who get the, the stalking portion of it, they're targeted so much. So I was just wondering if that was a pressure for men. And for the women, do you feel that men should protect you from this? Now, I'll just say right up, I don't I don't know how they could because, you know, this stuff happens so frequently and you don't want them to end up in jail or dead or anything like that. But I'm just wondering how 
it makes a man feel to see their uh, significant other targeted. Okay, so that's one question. And the other is kind of um, relationship-related as well, and I may have said this one already. I can't remember. But um, there was a lady who I had spoken with, and she was in her mid-30s, and she was really upset because she said she has never in her life had a relationship. And she believes that that was due to the targeting and that they were keeping people away from her. So the question today is, have you had any meaningful romantic relationships uh, since you've been targeted? Is it possible? Have you, not only do you believe it can happen, but has it actually happened to you? Have you been in any meaningful relationships? Okay. Um, How was your week? That's another question. And um, I heard someone say that we're trained to complain. I might have said this one already too. We're we're trained to complain about just about everything, but not to look for solutions. So is that true? Do we complain even before exhausting all of our options and actually looking for solutions? Do we just go right to the whole complaining thing? Um, Or are you a solution-oriented person? I tend to be. I try to be. So those are the questions. Star eight, if you would like to speak. Star eight. If you're new and you'd like to just say hello, star eight. Hi, Jerome. Star eight, if you'd like to speak. Okay. All right. If you press star eight, please be at the phone. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Yes, hello. Yes, hi. Yeah, hi there. Um so I always go right to the questions, I guess. It's um yeah. Well, I think it's inherent in all human beings to want to protect the people that you care about. So I think that question answers itself. You you want the you know you know you want everyone to feel safe. Um, um, you know you try to protect everyone. You try to protect the younger people in your life. Like um, you know, my main concern is the niece and nephew. Because these people are animals. They're they're go- they're monsters. They have no God in them. They have no. They have no empathy. They have no. You know, they're, they're, most of them are psychopaths. They're just mentally ill. They like to pin that title on us, but um, these people are just. They seem numb. They seem numb inside. You know, because they they behave like non-humans, not humans. They they behave like non-humans. So um, yeah, it's always a concern, even if, even if you're not a target. Even if you're not uh, trying, you know, people are trying to victimize you. You still have the, you still have the, uh, you know, uh, you're still concerned about the people that you care for, especially you know the situation where they target you mercilessly. Yeah, you you're gonna try to do your best to try and protect the people that uh, that are with you. Um, 
At least, at least for me, I I, uh, I definitely w- would try to protect the people that are with me, my family, uh, you know, my the the kids that are that are related to me, and the people that are, you know, relating to me. So, um, yeah, um, and can you can you have a meaningful relationship? Um, you know what it's. You just got to try your best and don't be a coward and just realize that there's a high, there's a higher power. And we're all just worms in the sun. So the power is the power, which is God, which is the Almighty. So you have to put your faith in that and just realize that the devil doesn't, have, doesn't really have any power. The devil has, a, has skills to manipulate you to try and believe that you don't have power. Right, they play with your mind. The, the, the devil will play with your mind and whatnot. But the devil really doesn't have any power. So, um, um, you just have to take a chance and uh, you know find what you need. If you're looking for a meaningful relationship, find a meaningful relationship. It's things are hard if you make it hard, I guess, and things can be difficult when you think they're difficult. They become more difficult. So um, it's not impossible um, just to have a little faith and believe in God and just realize that, uh, you know, you can find a meaningful relationship. You, you can find, you know, you can win the lottery. Anything is possible. Never say never. Never say can't. Never say it's not going to happen. Um, you know, just uh, just believe in God and... and, and uh, we're not meant to be alone. I don't care who says what, and I don't want people to be involved. We're not meant to be alone. Um, that's why, uh, you know, Eve was created for Adam and whatnot, because we're not supposed to be alone. We're, we're human beings. We we relate. We need company, or else we, you know, we become, you know, less than what we are. We become, you know, depressed. We become... We become blue. We need interaction. We need social interaction. So, uh, it's, I guess you can try in the community or just, you know, if you meet someone, just take a chance. You never, never know how it's going to work out. And um, and that's all you can really do is put your faith in God and 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 uh, and go forward. Walk uh, bravely forward. And how was my week? Yeah, these uh, these comebacks, they've um, they are doing a lot. Um, I don't complain uh, a lot because uh, it really doesn't change anything. But sometimes I talk about what's going on. You know, they they uh, they do their 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 number on me on the weekend. On the weekend, the targeting becomes worse because um, on the weekends before when I was married, it was uh, a lot of good times. You know. Uh, uh, movies, whatnot. Um, so they really target uh, weekends hard, and long weekends are even more excruciating. Where they do a lot of diabolical stuff and uh, you know, a lot of street theater and drama and noise and belligerence and conflict, and they gang up. Um, where where I am, also they gang up. Uh, you know, on on me, and they also they make sure there's a lot of well, there's a lot of perps in the house, um, upstairs, downstairs, and just 
Yeah, everywhere. So um, they they maximize my my uh, what do you call it? My targeting. They maximize my um, you know the, the street theater on weekends. It's just uh, gotta laugh because what else can you do? You know you can. Uh, they put so much thought, so much energy into what they're doing. It's it's like these people have no lives. The only life that they have is centered. On you, trying to trying to knock your uh, trying to knock your willy down, trying to knock your uh, life down. You know, so my week was um, interesting. Um, you know, they always try to uh, to make. Uh, I already named some people on the uh, on the call. Yeah, there's um, there's a man that lives in the neighborhood. He has a ridiculous name. They call him well. I won't call the full name, but he's called the Kingfish. And he's a dangerous uh, perpetrator. He seems to be a handler for a good portion of this uh, this um, this section. I live in, uh, well, no, well, you know, I live in Canada. And he controls. Uh, he seems to control a lot of the grid, and a lot of the uh, stalkers and informants seem to be under his uh, jurisdiction. So, um, yeah, there's uh, just a lot of. Uh, just a lot of uh, targeting, just a lot of uh, vehicle targeting and foot targeting. I don't know what they call them, so I don't, the guys in foot, I don't know what they call them. So, you know, but they always make sure that there's a lot of people around me, you know, because they attack my electronics, they attack me, they attack the head, they attack the voice, you know, especially since I like the karaoke. They do a lot um, to me. So, yeah, it's just, I don't know how it looks because I don't get on the phone every week and go uh, blah 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 about my targeting. I'm targeting. I'm targeted, and I tune in to get energy. I tune in to get energy. I go to church to get energy. I I tune into this conference call to get energy. And sometimes when people pitch on me, sometimes um, on this conference call, there's uh, uh, you know people are. Uh, villainize me, saying, I don't know. We, you know, it really doesn't matter what they say. I'm saying that uh, I go through it. Not only do I go through it, I've been going through it for a long time, and it's not just... I hear some people say, I just get V2K. How is that possible? How do you just get V2K? I get everything 24-7. I get everything 24-7. Radiation, electronics, uh, you know, electrocution, I get everything, V2K, I get everything 24-7. I don't see how it's possible just to get one thing. How does, how does it work out where you just get targeted or you just get gang stalked? I get every blasted thing. And well, I, everybody everybody is different. Everybody's targeting is different. But then, too, I used to think all I got was stalking. So some people really probably don't realize or don't know the signs of some of the other stuff or some of the electronic harassment. I mean, I if his voice is, you're obviously going to know that. But some of the other things people may not realize is targeting. Yeah, it's, um, I guess so. But, um, yeah, so I get everything 24-7, and now there's there's, uh, there's physical, t- uh, you know, there's a, there was a physical confrontation about a week or two ago in the kitchen <laughs> where oh, this really? uh, uh so, sorry I said really yeah it, it's, I was trying to catch water and uh and this guy was just uh pushing me with his shoulder it's um his name's Brian 
I always name names. I don't care. And yeah, I know he's an informant. I know he's a he's a perpetrator. And he's very violent and he's very belligerent and he's towards me, towards my person. And he seems to be here to uh, try and engage and he does a lot of instigation. I don't know. <clears throat> he tries to, uh, he does things and then he tries to pin it on me to make it seem like I'm the one that's uh, actually doing it. You know, so there's a lot of that and he, he does a lot of vandalism and stuff like that. He's just an instigator to try and get the parties fighting. I don't know what 100% his objectives are. But he does a lot of a lot of the things that are centered on me. Um, a lot of the things that are centered on me. He made death threats to me, and the police have been here already, where I called the police because of the death threats and stuff like that. So That's I terrible. go, through, yeah, I go through it a lot. And sometimes when and then when I'm tuning in, and then I know there's rumors going on about me. I I just know it because I come across a certain way because I am a damn strong individual and I'm going I'm not going to apologize for I'm not going to live and apologize for being strong. I take my targeting and that's all you can do and I tune into this um I tune into this uh 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 call to get strength and energy. And I I feel like screaming. <laughs> I feel like losing it sometimes when I, when I know that people are taking pot shots on me on the actual call also where where I tune in to get my support. All right, so, but anyway, it's been an interesting week and there's been a lot of drama, a lot of noise, and now now they're getting uh, into it with this close quarter stuff. So, um, you know, and like I said, I've been through it already where I was stabbed and I can show you the court documentation where, um, you know, for the subpoena to, to appear to court to give witness against this perpetrator. So, um, whatever yeah, happened to that guy who stabbed you? Did he go to jail? He went to jail, and uh, I went to a court to give evidence on the scumbag. And uh, yeah, I do believe that uh, I don't know what his current status is, but uh, he was in jail for uh, okay. for, what he, for what he did. Well, so, that's um, uh, I'm sorry. That's really good because that doesn't happen very often. Well, I don't know. I'm I'm a pretty determined individual, and I don't think uh, stabbing someone in the gut, even if you're a perpetrator, is part of the plan because a lot of them are, are already offenders. And there, there, uh, some of them. Um, there's a guy, and I'm just gonna say it, that that that's in this house. He's a he's a molester. So um, you know, and he's on their perpetrating side. So I don't know. It makes no sense to me this perpetrating thing, because they're supposed to be they're supposed to be what do you call it vigilantes for justice isn't that how it goes? So they're supposed to be working through neighborhood watch. But what happens when the people that you're watching for are working with you? What do you do? Right. What do you do? What do you do? Right. So and I know that for a fact that there's a molester living here because um, and he's I don't know how the case is going. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to hide for these people. He, he molested a little, like a four-year-old girl. So, um, and, he's, and he's here and he's perpetrating now. I, I don't know if he's going to do a plea bargain. I mean, it's so, it's, so, it's, so, it's so wrong. You know, back in the day, when you messed up and you broke the law, there was a boot on your throat and you went to jail. F, F it. You were just done. Now you can, now you can plea bargain because it looks like the jails are running out. There's a space running out of jail. You know, there's no space to put these scumbags, so they're they're bargaining with them and putting them back on the street. And now they're perpetrating and acting like they're secret agents and deputies. They're going to knock them over the head with a gosh darn frying pan. I'm just tired of this 
friggin' idiot. But um, yeah, I go through it. I've, I've had an interesting week, and uh, but I made time for the beach, and I made time for my movies, right? And I made time for my kung fu. I am just adamant about them not altering that section of my life. Um, yeah, you know, you know, the, the, you got to stay in shape, and they do a lot of. Uh, they try to get people to stop moving. I guess by using the um, yeah, what do they call it? Joint pains and stuff like that. Like I experience that sometimes when I'm doing a certain thing. I just know it's them because it's specifically geared towards what I'm doing. So if I'm Are you there? Jerome? Let's see. Let me see if you... No, I still see you there. Are you there, Jerome? Okay, so I'm hung up. Okay, star eight if you would like to speak. Star eight. You can say whatever you like. Star eight. Here's questions. Questions for the day are... For the men, do you feel any added pressure to protect the uh, targeted women in your life? Because society puts a lot of pressure on men to be protectors. So I was just curious about that. And women, do you feel that men should do more to protect you? Uh, Also, have you had any meaningful romantic relationships since you've become targeted? One lady said that she is in her mid-30s and she has never um, been in a relationship, and she believes that it is due to the targeting. She thinks that uh, someone is keeping people from her. So uh, have you had any meaningful romantic relationships, marriage, dating, whatever? Okay, so that's another question. Um, how was your week? That's always a question. And uh, we have been conditioned to complain about our problems uh, but I'm wondering if you are a solution-oriented person. So those are the questions, or you can say whatever it is you'd like to say. So start eight. Um, Ken, if you're listening, can you start eight, please? I just want to say hello to you. Start eight, Ken Rhodes, please, if you feel like talking. Okay, let me try to get you unmuted. Hello, hi Ken, how are you? Hey, say Renata, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm I'm doing pretty good. They they started hitting my legs real hard, and and now I got the doctors got me on real strong antibiotics, and says if that don't take the inflammation down and the redness and the soreness, they might have to put me in and give it to me intravenously. So. I'm not looking forward to that. Oh, my gosh, Ken. So sorry to hear that. Oh, well, that's just, it comes with this life, you know. Is it, hard for you to, is it hard for you to walk and hard for you to get around? It is right now. Okay. But before that, I was doing fine. You know, I just I got back from, the, from uh, Nevada. Well, it's been about four months now than I... Then I took my wife on vacation, went down to the Colorado River, and, and there's Parker, Arizona. And oh, that's actually, nice. I actually enjoyed that till it got hot. I couldn't stay there. Then I came back to the cold weather in Michigan. So. Yeah. Well, I hope you feel better. How is um Reverend Pinkney doing? Is he still out and everything? 
Yeah, yeah. They, well, he they got he got a reversal on his last conviction, so I think he's going to be suing them now. I hope he gets a lot of money. I, like I told him while ago on the fiat dollar, our dollar's not backed by any gold, silver. Our American dollar's backed by nothing. And I think if people ever let that soak into them, that means the dollar is just a piece of paper. And when the time comes when they decide to to crash it, we got most Americans are gonna find they got nothing. So what do they really got? Yes. Yeah, that's what I heard. I heard. Now, is it gold that they that that they say is gonna be worth something when the dollar goes out? Well, I, they are gold and silver has been the world's currency for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. So that's going. But how, what are you going to gauge it by? If you got an ounce of gold, let's say, and the American dollar is no longer in in play, how, how do you, what do you what's it worth? You how know, do you, you know the value? Yeah, right. You can't eat it. <laughs> you know that's you you can't eat gold or silver. So I hope people are getting storable foods and water. I'll tell you that because I think I think things are going to get pretty bad in our country. They're already bad. I think it's going to get much worse. It, I've never seen it so chaotic. It's just so, oh, it's just a disarray. Well, yeah, because I think they're turning up the frequencies on the mind control. And as a matter of fact, I think uh, a lot of people are getting and don't even realize what they're getting. I think they're using this technology on a lot of people. If you turn around and look right now, how many people are going in for hips? Knees, shoulder, everything's everybody's got something wrong. I break in their ankles and and so how's this all happening all at once? And you never seen it when I was growing up. I'm seventy four now. You never you never seen this this kind of people run to doctors. I think there's a lot to it myself that they're already starting to turn it up, so we'll see. And then Well the, I, then I was the, up in the I was up in the middle of the night. I do that. I wake up and do some research, go back to sleep, wake up. I do that like three or four times a night. So last night I was up and I was researching on uh, the 5G technology, and and there are several groups of people who are trying to stop that from coming out. And they were saying how those those millimeter uh, microwaves are really, really strong in that 5G, and they said that it could literally kill people. Well, they, there's a lot of them saying it's going to be the end of mankind. <clears throat> David Ack has really been coming out against it, and so has, uh, I forget the other guy's name, but uh, Deborah Tavares is really coming out strong against it. But she said the other day in one of her speeches that they're hit, they're targeting her whole family now. So. Oh, no. Yeah, so they, you know, they, they do this to the whistleblowers and, and and people wonder how did you get picked? I, I don't think has I don't think you'll ever figure it out. And nobody gets treated the same. I've had people say, Well, you can't be a target individual because they're only doing this or this. Who's to say what a target individual is? It's it's when you don't have the right to make your own decisions, <laughs> you're a target individual. That's true. And you're right. Everybody gets targeted in different ways. Whatever is going to be, I think, whatever's going to be more effective for that person, whatever's going to keep them in the most fear or the most pain or whatever, then that's what they'll do to that person. I think that's why it varies from person to person. 
Because right. not everything is effective to everybody. Because I've heard people say, oh, I don't care. Anything about that stalking stuff, like, it doesn't phase them at all. So those people tend not to really get it or get the stalking or get it just a little bit, you know? I right. think it's whatever is effective for that person. That's what they're going to do. Well, look how many people they're killing uh, right now. I mean, the, the guy, a good friend of mine, John Lamb, down there from Vegas, he's doing all the live stream. And if you ever watched him, I was on some of his live streams with him. And they tried to kill him in a truck accident the other day. And he's still, I, I don't know if he, if he gets an infection or something, he, may, he still may not make it, but he's in real bad shape up there in Montana, man. And if you've seen the truck, it took him 45 minutes to cut him out of the truck. So if if you get started getting too much information out about it that they don't like, they will kill you. Yeah, so what what happened with this truck? He, he ran into something? Yeah, in back of a semi. And I tried to explain oh, to him. Man. I tried to explain to him, here's how they work it. It's theater. They set the truck up and the truck was only doing 10 miles an hour. They put a car behind it, and then the car sees you coming doing 65, which John was doing 60, 65. Then all of a sudden, the car or the truck or the van in front of him, and you're not watching the truck in front of them. You're just watching them. All of a sudden, this guy spins out and goes in the left lane, but it blocks you, so you can't come over there, and you got nothing but to hit that truck in the in the in the rear. And you know, always say it's always your fault if you hit somebody in the rear. So mm-hmm. that's too bad. So it, I yeah. mean, it sounds like a pretty bad accident. Was he in the hospital and everything? Oh, he's still in the hospital. He'll he'll be probably tied up for two years. I mean, legs, lungs punched, ribs, seven or eight ribs broke. Oh uh, feet, feet full of pins, feet and legs. You know, I mean. They, they well, they they did a pretty good job on him. And what was he a whistleblower? You said. No, he one did the live stream on the Bundy trial down in Nevada, oh, and he also he also gosh. did it. All. And so they they went, they thought when the Bundys, you know, when they found them all, when they dropped all the charges on them, they thought that everybody was just going to go away quiet. Well, they didn't. They picked up other people that they're. They're doing stuff too, so they started taking up for other people. So, I guess they fear it's time to shut him up. Oh my, that's terrible! So, are all the Bundy people out of jail? Yes, uh, yeah, all all the Bundy they they dropped the charge on Cliven, uh, Ryan Bundy, Almond Bundy, and uh, and Ryan Payne. Then they had seven more. They wasn't Bundys, but they were supporters. Coming up behind them for trial, they dropped all the charges on them with prejudice, meaning they can never bring the charges back. So that's good. Well, hopefully they get compensated because several of them were in jail for a while, right? Yeah, everybody's in jail for like two years. Oh, that's crazy! And then they dropped the charges after two years. Right. Wow. But they so. had already done time in jail. That's crazy. Yeah, that's like you. If they take one of us to court, you know, and you don't and you you don't plead out, they'll give you a plea deal. Or if you fight them, it doesn't matter because they're going to make sure you lose. And then you can go out on appeals like Reverend Pingy did. He went on appeals. He wins. They don't care. 
they've already got their two years out of you or whatever they need they want. Yeah, that's what, exactly what I was thinking. That's crazy. So you still did time. Right. So we, we got right now we got a very corrupt government. Of course I, I ain't telling any of you don't hear anything you don't know, so yeah, but a lot of people still, even in the target individuals, I hear them. Oh, I don't like Trump. I don't like Hillary. I don't like they. None of them any good. Democrats or Republicans are all the same. They are. I think Kanye West is finally starting to see through it. At least he's he says he won't, he thinks for himself. I think he. I think I definitely think he's a target individual. But I think for some reason or another he's breaking their programming. When they grab him off the stage and put him back in a mental ward, I think then that's when he started breaking their program. I think, yes, yeah. I agree with you. I think, yeah, when he went on that rant on the stage, I think he, he broke the parents' program in that time, and then they put him in the mental hospital, and I think they reprogrammed him and gave him electric shocks and all of that. Um, but I think he, and then he disappeared for like two years. And he didn't, he wasn't in the media or anything. And now he's resurfacing. He has his new album coming out. And um, I think he's breaking the program again. Yeah, I hope so. I, I know one thing. If, if he the keeps breaking it, though, it won't be good for him if he keeps breaking it. What's that? Uh, if he keeps breaking the programming, they'll probably kill him. You know how. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, they took out France. Michael Jackson, all of them. So, you know, he's that's something he's he's got to watch for. That's you know, I, I mean, how many of they killed up there in Hollywood? We, you know, a lot of them. I think it goes all the way back to Elvis Presley, and I think they took him out. Because what did they say with him? They said he overdosed. That's usually what. Yeah, they yeah. You know, they they had him where he he wanted he wanted them pills. So I guess pain pills or whatever he was taking. But we went on uh, we went on a tour. Me and my wife did a few years ago, and the tour guide was talking about when El- when Elvis was there. He said nobody's been in that room but his wife and his daughter since he died. He said he had tenfold all over the windows because he wanted the darkest he could keep it. Well, I think maybe there's another reason why he had the tenfold. Wow. I think uh, Elvis Presley's daughter ended up on drugs, too, because I read somewhere that she was broke. Well, that could be. I don't know. So. Hmm. But anyway, tonight I'll let you get back and get to somebody else, but I enjoy talking to you again. You too, Ken. I'm glad you're doing okay. Keep in touch. Okay. Thank you. All right. Talk to you soon. Okay, you guys, I'm going to run out. You guys know how I have to run and take my daughter to work. So um, this is your opportunity to get unmuted if you think you want to speak in the next hour because I probably will not be able to unmute you because I'll be driving. So start eight. I'm trying to pull this up on my phone, so bear with me. Start eight if you want to be unmuted. I won't be able to unmute you in the next um, in the next hour or so. Hang on a second.
Okay, I'm going to start unmuting you guys. Please talk one at a time and keep your backgrounds quiet, please. Okay, go ahead, Jerome. You're unmuted. Start eight if you want to be unmuted, everybody, because I'm going to be driving. I won't be able to unmute you. Okay, go ahead. Yes. Yeah, so I was just saying that uh, they've uh, increased the um, the, uh, the the street theater and whatnot. So it's it's been, you know, uh, I always keep on moving forward. I always keep my head up. So I'm dealing with, uh, you know, I just do the information. Every, I just I don't change my routine because it works for me. So I'm I'm still with the affirmations. I'm still with the uh, movies. I'm still uh you know i self stimulate so i i i do things that promote happiness in my life so um despite what they're doing i'm staying constant so yeah so yeah that's that's basically basically what's been going on the week's been good because i choose to make it so i don't uh, i don't let them control my week or my day you know i just enjoy the day because like you said uh, you know each day is promised to no one so if you're here, enjoy. Live while you're here. So that's basically uh, what I do um, regarding these uh, these perpetrators, these uh, people. They want to bring my life down, so I don't allow them to bring it down to where they want it to be. I just keep my life up, and I live, and I enjoy to the best of my ability, uh, you know, the life that I have. And, uh, yeah, that's that's just about it. Thank you. Very good. Thank you, Jerome. Okay, whoever is unmuted, feel free. Go ahead. I guess I'm the only one here. Hello? Hi. What was your name? Is this I'm Lauren? Renata. This is Renata. Oh, Renata. Hey, hey, this is Lynette. Hi, Lynette. How are you? How are you? I'm good, thanks. Did you want to speak? Are you new to the um, call? I'm I'm new to your show, and I kind of missed the whole thing. I guess I came in at the end of it. But, yeah, I'm kind of sure. I just okay. wanted to make a comment, which was, you know, they do, they custom, it's like custom order. Everybody's, everybody's targeting is different, you know, and I, I was just kind of curious because my targeting was really bad for, like, when I first found out. And then now it's kind of eased up a little bit. Like, they're only doing, like, psych ops. They're not doing, like, death threats and stuff. And I'm wondering, like, like I'm starting to get freaked out, like, because I have a feeling they're trying to make me famous as an artist and then they're going to kill me. Like, Are you, uh, do, you, you, do you do music? Is that what it is? I, I, I do, um, I do oil paintings. I oh, do oil oh, paintings. Wow. That's really good. Yeah. And um, I can copy any fine artist. I can copy any famous painting and stuff. And, like, I have a photographic memory. Oh, So wow. I think that's one of, yeah, so I think that's one of the things they they target me for. Like, one but of you're the very intelligent. My... You're very intelligent. You have that uh, photographic memory. So you can remember just, you can remember, like, how far back? Just about anything? Yeah, I, I, I remember things like, like a photograph, like, um, like what color someone's clothes, you know, what they were wearing, like everything's like a photograph to me, you know, like oh. that's why um, with me, because especially because I do the oil painting, so you do a lot of, you mix your own colors, every color you make, you got to mix it, you know, you don't, it doesn't come out of the tube, 
the color that you, you know what I mean? So anyway, so when they're doing the car, you know, sensitizing the cars, they're always like these crazy off-the-wall colors. There will be three cars of the exact same color. Or sometimes they'll have that, you know, that royal blue and then the royal red. And then sometimes they'll have, like, all the cars will look like Bumblebee from uh, Transformers. I don't know why, but they're, like, bright yellow with the black trim. Or, you know, it'll be a, a yellow piece of shit car with a with one tire that's, like, like got a black rim. It's just, like, they do crazy shit, like, when they're on their color. But I was telling one of my friends that, like, I feel like they do a lot of stuff to me just because I'm the kind of person that pays attention to detail. I don't, you know, I'm, and then I'm finding out recently that I'm OCD, um, obsessive compulsive disorder, which I don't really know what that means yet. I haven't done enough research on it, but they they do the experiment where you, you try to read this like encrypted message. And if you have OCD, you can read it. But if you're, if you don't, you can't read it. (laughs) Have you seen that? Yeah. No, well, I they have use not. letters. They use letters and and numbers to to spell stuff, like like the word message will be m um m three uh five five you know instead of an s you know what I mean and you can anyways it's hard to explain but it's uh, no it's I have now that you now that you describe describe that I had seen that I just didn't know what that was. Yeah, and if you have OCD, you can read it. And I and there was like one long message, and I I could read it clearly. Like, and I was like, and then it said at the bottom, if you can read this, you have OCD, you know, obsessive compulsive disorder. And I haven't looked it up, like what that means. But um, I I would imagine it means like you're a perfectionist. You're like, yeah, you 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 literally, from what I know about it. Of course, I'm not a doctor or anything, but from what I what I know about it is that you you pretty much obsess over things and you can't help it. You can't, can't help it. Like, like uh, okay, let me I see an example. I mean, like I paint sixteen hour days, okay. and I paint really fast. Like when I was, I mean, every every situation it seems like I adapt. Like here's an example. I was in Vegas. I was forced to like paint in the street. I mean, it was 110 degrees, and I would sit on the, a concrete, and I just like make it like I was in a sauna. Like people pay hella money to go sit in a sauna, and so I just started meditating in the sun while I paint. You know, I mean, it would it would be hot enough literally to fry an egg, and I'd be painting with um my doing finger paint, and the paint would be literally burning the tip of my finger. Like the warrior mentality, I can't explain it. Like, like nothing gets in your way, nothing. Like you're so like uh, hyper focus, hyper focus. Well, you may and, you and may want to talk to your doctor about that because maybe it's something they can do to help you. You know, no, I don't believe I don't believe you. in doctors. I don't believe in pharmaceuticals. I don't believe in medical doctors. I'm a healer. Um, if that's, I mean, I've been like that my whole life. I don't see. They want you to think that there's a problem with being hypersensitive, and it's not. That's your like intuitive awareness like why would you want to stifle that with pharmaceuticals that's the thing i'm totally different different thinker that and that's why i'm being targeted because that's what well, i don't, I don't think that anyone should should um, stifle their creativity but some people who have ocd um it, it's a problem for them because they can't like you know they might want to stop 
doing something or just say a person is obsessed with reading and no matter how much they want to not read, they feel like they have to read. Or people who wash their hands over and over and over and over and over. Like there's something in their mind making them do that, but they they want to stop doing it, but they can't. So I'm speaking of being. Yeah, I, be, I believe that every, like, I don't have, I don't have that kind of obsessive compulsive, but for me, like, you know, be, my targeting was MK Ultra sex kitten programming. So the sex okay. played a big role in my obsessive compulsive. So it wasn't like something out of the ordinary. What, you know, you don't even realize, oh, you're, you got a problem because, you know, you don't think of sex as something negative and you don't think of getting money for sex as something negative. Like there's no, it's all reward, reward, reward. But then as you get older and then the sex kitten programming, now they're switching it up to, um, what does he say? He said, um, I forgot what he said, but it's, um, man, Ryan was explaining it to me, the different alpha, beta, delta, and um, they're different, different one, different programs are designed for you. To, oh, Jewel program is the one where you become a, um, a Manchurian candidate. And that's what I feel like they're trying to do to me. It's absolutely. I'm ex-military. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an excellent uh, marksman. I'm um, man. There's so many. When I was in the military, I scored the highest score when I was entering the military. The test entrance. So you're really really smart. That's why they're keeping an eye on you. You you know what and they you know wanted to use me for? And all that, so please don't let them make a maturing candidate out of you. They wanted to use me for bioweapons, but instead I heal people. They wanted to use me to do bioweapons. And see, now look, like that's why that guy, um, Timothy Cunningham, do you know about him? He's a TI that just got found in a, in a river dead. Oh, what is he from the East Coast? Yeah, I think he's from he, he's from the he's the top he's a black man and he was from he's the top toxicologist for the um oh, Center yeah, for yes, Disease yes, Control. Yes, I, yes, 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 I did video. He's the yes. he's the main director, the lead head guy of the C D C. Yeah. And you know why they murdered him? Why? Because he knew that the containment centers, the containment refrigerators, that they're containing these biohazards are leaking. And these biohazards are leaking out of these containment centers. So He, got, also, he also exposed that the um, vaccinations were killing people. He exposed that as Yeah, that was, that was part of it. Yep, that was definitely part I of it. And, was was they put in that, and they were putting it... Uh, they were putting nanotechnology in the vaccines because so many people were t- getting the vaccine, the flu vaccines. So that, that was an easy way to get the nano in the body. Any kind of See, that's why I don't go to doctors. I don't go to doctors. I don't trust them. I don't trust them. Every single doctor has to has to join a fraternity to get to get um. You know, to, to when they do when they're in their college, they have to join a fraternity, a fraternal order. So all of them are indoctrinated. Life. You know, you can't be a doctor without joining a fraternity. That's part of your programming as a doctor. 
Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, hi there. I just wanted to ask a question. I heard something about the sex kitten program. It's like, what is that? Like, is that a prostitution ring? Like, what is it? That's um, no, questions about. No, it's a spinoff. Well, the way they do, okay, they used to like, okay, Marilyn Monroe was an MK Ultra puppet, Anna Nicole Smith. Pamela Anderson, all the Playboy bunnies, all of them are, are sex kitten programming. And so whether people believe this or not, but all they are is high-class prostitutes. I mean, these are, the, these are the prostitutes for the elite, for the kings and queens of the, of the planet. Like when you got a woman like uh, Mariah Carey, I mean, that's all she is. If, if the queen of Elizabeth wants to have a event, those she says, I want this person, this person, this person. You know, and they mm. got to come there and perform. That's why. What's his name? Elton John. He's knighted. Like he's knighted by the Queen Elizabeth, and he's. You know, that means he sits at the round table. You know, you got to realize how powerful that is. Okay, like, I'm gonna tell you a perfect example of a, a beta sex kitten, and that was Marilyn Monroe. They used her. She she was with both of the Kennedy brothers. And um, they passed her all around Hollywood. And uh, many of these young women who are big in Hollywood are big in the music And then what do they do when they're done with you? They kill you. When they're done with you, they either make you look like you killed yourself or they murder you. Yeah. And that's one of the things I'm at right now. You'll be found in a hotel room, right, with a bottle of pills, and they'll say you committed That's what they're going to do. Now, I've never used drugs in my life, so... If you ever hear that I OD'd or anything like that, they're lying their ass off. Yeah, I don't use question. drugs. Do I've do, never been a druggie. Huh? Do they do this to the perpetrating uh, uh, females, the women that uh, perpetrate? Do they, tar, uh, do they try to prostitute them, uh, you know, uh, like a lower-grade form of uh, the sex kitten, kitten program just to get their rocks well, off? And, well, the uh, thing uh, is, okay, okay, let me explain it to you. There's different levels to it, of course. You know, there's the street prostitutes. There's the high, you know, high-class prostitutes. Like myself, I mean, they did me just like they did Marilyn Monroe. They passed me around Hollywood. I mean, you know what I mean? But you think you're doing it by your own volition, but the truth is you're under programming. You have no idea. You have no idea. You think you're living the life. You know, you're making 50000 a month. You're, you can buy anything you want. You've got men flying you wherever you want. You're in the Mile High Club. You're in all this stuff. But I refused to join the Illuminati. That's the thing. I refused. You know who wanted me? Jack Nicholson. You know, I used to be, like, drop dead. Like, now I'm, I'm average. I'm glad I don't have the luster that I had then because now it's like people don't hawk me everywhere I go like I, they did when I was in my 20s and 30s. And I feel free. I feel like I can walk around and, not, you know, because I'm aged a little. You know what I mean? So the can sex kitten programming when, is. When, when, can I ask you a question? Yeah. When you were um, a beta sex kitten, did you have a handler, a, a one particular handler? or? Absolutely. When I would try to run away from one handler, they, 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 I'd end up in the hands of another. And this is a thing. But I didn't know about any of this program, and I'm realizing now that I've been in it my whole life from five years old. Oh, wow. So someone... But I wasn't born into it like, like you know, uh, what do you call, born in a satanic family. My mom was targeted by a, a pedophile 
that was probably an MK Ultra handler because he did everything that coincides with MK Ultra stuff. And he also, um, they killed him in front of me with an aneurysm. Now, I don't know if they used EMF weapons on him or what, but this has been around the fifth since the 50s, and I was born in 1968. So I think they were, like, they were definitely using this stuff, um, you know, covertly back then. They had to have been. And that was like, I don't, you know, I mean, you're teaching a five-year-old. This show, just to demonstrate how smart I was. This guy would wake me up in the middle of the night, and, you know, he was molesting me and drink. He'd wake me up, drink coffee. We'd have, like, intelligent conversations. I was reading Gone with the Wind, and he was teaching me um, Morse code because I already knew how to read and write at five years old. Wow. And Morse code is military communication. Why would he be teaching me that? And then also, I also was learning about how televisions work, transistors and receivers. Why was, why was I, you know, it's in the subconscious of my mind somewhere. You know, what, why was that put in me, you know? So you were being programmed. Yeah, definitely. And then, uh, like, I remember, okay, this is the big, the big nail in the coffin for me, is that when I was five years old, he had already been molesting me and grooming me and stuff. And um, he brought me to a, a little toy store, and he's like, what toy do you want? And I pointed to, like, the lipstick and the high heels and the little plastic lipstick, remember? They had, like, a, a kit, a toy kit, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And he goes, I'm going to buy you this, but you got to keep our secret. So that was right there, my first trick, basically. So at that point, I even wrote it. You guys, look, let me read you something, right? Let me, if you if you don't mind, I don't know how much time we have, but... I'm, I want to I want to read this to you because I just been putting it all together, and I wrote it. Okay, it goes. I was born in 1968 to a single mother. All I know about my father is he met my mother on a beach in Rockaway, New York, and his name was Ed, Edwin Linton White. Mom got pregnant and he was treating her bad, so she left and headed to Ohio. She ended ended up giving birth to me in Ashtabula, Ohio. When I was five years old. My mother started leaving me with a man named Jerry to babysit me. She knew him from the casino where she worked as a card dealer, and he started molesting me after he gained her trust. He would dress me up in his dead wife's camisole, which was because I was so small, became a gown on me. He molested me for five years, and I never told a soul. One day he told me, uh, took me to the toy section at Walgreens and said, which toy do you want? I pointed to the purse and the plastic lipstick and the high heels. He said, I'll buy you this but you have to keep our secret. So I guess he was my first trick. I kept the secret for years, even after he died. I was 10 years old the night he died. I'll never forget it because he molested me while I was sleeping. And then I woke up. He was on the floor crawling, saying Jesus is here to take him away. The paramedics came and tried to resuscitate him on the floor for a while. After a few failed attempts, they put him on a gurney and left. I I cried to go to the hospital with him, but my mom put me back in the bed. When I woke up, she told me he was dead. All there was to remind me was a blood stain on the carpet where the medics worked on him. I was too young to know what he was doing to me was wrong, so I continued to keep my secret. Then there was a Willis. He was babysitting a few neighborhood kids, so my mother, my mother let him babysit me and my little brother. Soon after, he started molesting me too. 
He first. Oh shit. Okay, hold on. Um, he 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 started molesting me too. Um, he would wait. Um, okay. He first he would show me porn magazines of old fat women, and then he would start touching me. He said, "You've done this before, haven't you?" I held my head in shame. Good. I won't be messing up another kid. That was the first inkling that something was wrong. Plus, he smelled really bad and chewed tobacco, and he would keep keep the spit un, un, can under his bed and urinate in the same can too. My secret was kept until one day. When I was 10 years old, it came out. I was playing with my 11-year-old cousin in the car. I always wanted to be like her. She could sing. She had big boobs. <clears throat> At just 10, just to be funny, I grabbed one, and she started laughing. I asked her, have you ever did the hoochie-coochie? She said, I kissed a guy, have you? I held my head down and didn't answer. You have, haven't you? With who, with who? Willis, I answered. He's not supposed to do that to you, she said. You better not tell. I made her cut her finger and rub the blood together with mine in a blood oath to keep our secret. She told her mother anyways, and her mother told mine. One evening, I ran in the house because the street lights were on, and my mother was standing there looking at me. Do you have something to tell me? No, Mom. Are you sure? And at that moment, tears started rolling down my face because I felt like I had betrayed my mom and kept a secret from my best friend. Why did I feel it was my fault? Why did I let this happen? The guilt was overwhelming. My mom went looking for the man with a pistol, but by the grace of God, she did not find him. He disappeared forever, and it came out that he had done this to other children and got away with it. So is that is that the beginning of a book for you? Are you writing the book? Yeah, that's my. I wrote a movie about my story. Yeah. Because it, it flows very well. That's Thank good. you. I'm oh sure, yeah. I'm sure that's therapeutic for you too to to get all that. Oh, out. believe me, you're gonna want to read this book. It is captivating. The book from the very beginning is captivating. Like you won't be able to put it down. Promise you that. So I'm looking for anybody out there that's a publisher that knows how to do this and protect my you know, my story and stuff. But you know, you can self-publish, too. You can self-publish. And if people are buying... Yeah, I'd like someone to books. show me how to do that. That would be a great blessing. Yeah, do your research on um, just Google how to self-publish because you can go through Amazon, and a lot of people are doing it that way. Now, I don't know how to do it, or I would tell you. I've been looking into it myself, but, um, yeah, you can, everything you need to know is out there. You can look at YouTube videos on it. All the information is out there, and it's a lot cheaper. Right. That's going to be a good book. Yeah, that's that's how it begins. Yep. That chapter is so, called I'm Lost sorry all that happened to you. I'm sorry. Many of us have been through stuff like that. I'm, I'm sorry you went through that. But let me ask you something. Do you think that was beta programming? It sounds like it possibly could have been. And, and as you were, I mean, were from everything I told you. Well, yes, yes, especially what you were telling us before. I'm sorry, it's kind of noisy in here. Um, we're driving through a tunnel. But uh, some of the things that you mentioned, I went through myself, and it sounds very similar. So, I mean, possibly, yeah. Hmm. Anybody who's on mute, go ahead and speak if you like. 
called Nexium. About all this sex ring stuff. It's N E X I U M or something like that. Nexium. And it's about that girl that played on uh, Smallville, uh, Superman. I heard that story. Oh, that yeah, the one that uh, was part of that sex cult. She was recruiting people for that sex cult. Yeah, yeah. So that's about what y'all talking about. Yeah, about Nexium. But uh, well, that uh, Nexium is that particular cult, I think. Right. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. But uh, yeah. uh, another star that that was talking, they were making her do that. Remember Doctor Dandridge? Yeah. Okay, that same director, he was an uh, auto primager. He was just like that Weinstein guy, that auto primager. If you look at that movie, uh, Carmen, with Harry Belafonte and Dante Dandridge and uh, Pearl Bailey in there, okay, that guy, uh, auto prejudice, uh, I call it uh, primager, he was the director and the producer of that movie. And he, was, I mean, he the one that, that, that killed Dante Dandridge. Okay, so this, like you say, it's been going on for a long time. Mm-hmm. But as uh, far as uh, this stuff going on, now some of this stuff, man, uh, I see the first time shame on them, second time, I mean, first time shame, you know how it goes, three times, the fourth to fifth time now, you get, people should pick the game and know that they're getting a, 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 a play. So then that's when charts kick in, you see what I'm saying? Okay, yeah. but uh, this main thing about all this stuff going on, see, all of us believe in God, right? And everybody, you believe in the Most High God, right? Oh, man, I'm battling with that right now. Uh, I'm, I'm going to talk to Renata there. I mean, if you believe in God, and we all from the Most High God, and yeah, so I God, create, God created the devil too, right? Then God created the devil. Hey, yes, good and evil, okay. yes. Okay, so if God created the devil, and the Most High know this stuff going on to his people, so the devil working for the Most High, so we just got to ride this high. God, all this is about is a test for us. Okay, the more you love the Most High God, the more the devil going to mess with you because the devil don't like us because the devil is about on us, remember that? And he didn't do it or she didn't do it, whatever the devil is. And so he's doing all he can to block your blessings. So once I realize that, then all we got to do is put on the whole arm of God. Then you got charts. You know what's going on, okay? So when they was coming at me, I knew what's going on and who I'm from, who I work with, the most high y'all, God. So the devil can't, can't do nothing to me. That's why when people talk about, oh, they doing this, they doing that, I got a choice, okay? So now I'm immune to whatever they try to say to me or do to me. I'm immune to it as far as routine. Always change your routine, okay? You got to change your routine. You stay in your own routine, you still got it. So, I mean, it's all, to me, it's all about you got to know how to blob and weed and change your routine up. So well, I, let me say this. Can I say something, please? Let me say this about choice. Um, yeah. When, uh, as she was speaking about uh, when she was younger, she was being molested. You don't have choice. That you don't have choice at the, at those young ages like that. Yeah, I mean, being, God, I know that. I, I know, know that by two. Okay, okay, I heard you. Let me let me just, let right. me just say um, because our choices have been removed because I too have been molested. So our choices have been removed um, at that point. Also. Um, when you are under heavy programming, and as she described, you don't even realize that you're programmed, your choice has also been removed. And you think 
that you're doing these things, you know, of your own free will, but you've been conditioned. And so a lot of people, uh, most people eventually will break the programming, but some people never do. And so that I just want to say that. And I believe that's what's happening with me. I say, I believe because when I first realized, oh my God, I'm a prostitute, and and this this is this is um what 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 you would call um anti uh social or um you know a mis you know in society it's looked down on. And when I started realizing, oh my God, this is this is why I haven't had a normal life, no husband, no children, no normal life. You know, and I'm like, well, how did this happen? Oh, yeah, I got molested as a child. Oh, mom, it's your fault that I'm a prostitute. I mean, I went through every fucking, excuse me, every angle of this, you know, and the anger, the rage, when you realize, like, oh, my God, I've been, basically, they stole my whole life. Now I'm 51 years old, you know, um, they, they, I'm such a genius, right? This is the thing that now I'm just sitting there on the sidewalk. I said, you know what, if you guys are going to kill me because they gang-stalked me from the Bay Area all the way to L.A., all the way to Vegas, and I was like, you know what, if they're going to kill me, you know what, I'm just going to go home and let them kill me at my house. Like, you know, whatever. I mean, I didn't have a house, but, I mean, I had a little boat that I lived on, you know. So I was just like, well, if they're going to kill me, I'm just going to go home and let them kill me, you know. And so I started sitting right in front of the ferry over here. And next thing I know, they write a two-page article about me in the paper. Front page, like front page takes up the whole half a page. I mean, the entire front page, you know how pages, the newspaper's folded in half. The entire page is me on the front page. And now I believe they're trying to make me famous as an artist, like they did Basquiat, homeless what, 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 artist. What was it about? What was the front page article about? Uh, the homeless artist sitting in front of the ferry. She's been sitting there since her mom died of brain cancer, and she's a ex prostitute. And um, art has saved her from prostitution and gang stalking and fucking. It's wild, man. Are you still in California? Yeah. Okay. Northern or southern? I'm in northern right now. Okay, because I'm, I'm in Oakland. That's why I'm asking. I'm in North. Oh, you're like 20 minutes from me. I got to meet you. Okay, so you're <laughs> in the Bay Area. You're in the Bay Area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, see, and then, look, right, you know, my family, when my mom died, they lied and said, I, this is why I know my family's involved. And they must have pulled my auntie that did this to me. Um, They pulled her in out of prison because she went to prison for five years for stabbing somebody. You understand? Mm. So they pulled her in the program, not as a target, as a perp. Oh, she's a perp. Okay. Yeah, okay, so look look what she did. She came, let me tell you what she did to me. She came and lied to to the um, hospice people and said I tried to kill my mom so she could get me removed from my own home so she could steal whatever she wanted from me and my mother, right? Because my mom was dying. She had two weeks to live. And, um, man, and... So they removed me. They lied and said there was a restraining order against me. Well, I couldn't even come to my own house. There was no restraining order. And guess what the real motive for doing all that was? My mom had 200 hydrocodones, and they were $20 a piece, and my auntie wanted them. And look how dumb this bee is. She told the nurse, um, oh, 
tell Annette you saw me flush these down the toilet so, you know, you could cover for me. And guess what? The nurse, because her job was on the line, reported it to the police. What a dumbass. Wow. I've been through some crap. And then a month after my mom mom dies, yeah, then after my mom dies, the the boyfriend slash perpetrator hires two dudes to come in and bust my head open with guns and rob me at gunpoint. What? Look, when they came in, when they came in and robbed me, they snatched my phone and was talking to my boyfriend on the phone, and he was telling them where to look and for stuff in my house. Then when the police came, um, they took a report and everything, but they didn't believe me until my brother said, is Charles Thorpe involved? And then... Uh, that's the guy's name. It, 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 I don't give a damn. His name is Charles Thorpe. He's a he's a perpetrator, 007, and he's and he was aspiring uh, pharmaceutical. So he knows how to poison people. He knows how to do a lot of stuff. You, you might think he's just some dumb young black dude that likes to wear baggy clothes or whatever, but he's very educated uh, in uh, you know perpetrator. You know, and I believe the SIS is paying him. Or paid him to come and do what he did to me. Oh man, you've been through right. it. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I know this is real because I found first when he came and look a year later he comes and tracks me with the technology and comes and robs me at a friend's house, right? And my friend didn't believe me, uh, and I was like, you know what? I never want to talk to you again. If you don't believe me. I don't need you in my life, you know? And then a couple of days later, he comes looking for me and tells me, oh, Lynette, I believe you. My neighbor saw the guy. And I'm like, and then when I reported it to the police, they're like, oh, well, they didn't bust your head open this time, so we're just going to make an incident report. Because, look, we're called non-investigative persons, which means when we call the police, they don't investigate shit. You understand? Do you know what that, that's a legal term, you guys. That means... They, that we're like above the law in a way, like nothing we do is going to be investigated unless they want to hem us in, unless well, they want us to in me, that prison. To me, that doesn't feel like above the law. That feels like below the law. <laughs> they won't help us. Yeah. They. Oh yeah. Yeah. They. They don't help us at all. But also, like, like when David Atkins stole the car. You know, he's on remote neural monitoring. They know it. They left a pizza fucking car, like a pizza with a pizza sign on top of it, and left it running for him to jump in and steal. Like, get real. Like, they let you get away, dumbass. You know, like they let you. They let him get away, and then he gets out of the of the car in in uh, Pensacola. Within an hour, people are already gang stalking him again. Wow. Because they, you know what, they use the app, Pokemon app. I found out that on the on the dark web, you guys, that they use the Pokemon app. And every TI, when you go out in public, there's 200 people assigned to you. They spend a oh, million dollars you know a year it, per... It feels, like, it feels like 200 or more with me, so I totally believe that. Look, and this is another aspect. They have... Um, uh, it's 200 perps uh, per TI, and they spend over a million dollars a year on each of us for our targeting. Isn't that sad? We got people in the world starving and homeless, and they're spending this on innocent people. It's sad. And they got okay. an unlimited budget because it's a black ops, so that there's nobody checking and balancing how much they spend to torture us. 
So what's what's this what's this supposed to lead to? Are they are they are they trying to get intel for the next uh, phase of communication? Well, let me explain it to you. You want the truth, and I'm I'll give it to you. And this is it. It's in, It's um. It's a what do you call the end game? Is this Agenda 21? If you don't know what Agenda 21 is, you have to educate yourself. Agenda 21. Yeah, we talked about it on this call, but go ahead. Mm-hmm. Agenda 21. The the Georgia Guidestones is is the Illuminati telling the world, this is what we're gonna do to you, idiots, because they look at us as idiots. Okay, everybody on this call should go and listen to. Mr. Uh, Rabbi Finkelstein talk about all the dirt that he's involved in. And it all has to do with murdering most of the blacks in the world. The only blacks that they want alive are royalty. Because believe it or not, there's a blood... I mean, everybody knows they call the blacks, you know, the kings and queens. Well, they are descendants of kings and queens. So they want to keep that royal bloodline, so they just steal it. Like everything else. You know, that's why. Why do you think they're stealing, like, organs from, like, Kamika Jenkins and the kid that got found in the mat and Trayvon Martin? Like, even though, look, Trayvon, Trayvon Martin, there was a lot of, lot of uh, double uses for that. Because his father was a mason, so his father sacrificed him for, for, probably for his own, for his own uh, rising up in the ranks of Masonic brotherhood. Okay, because you don't have to be in the industry to be sacrificing people. You could be a lawyer, you could be a doctor, you could be whatever, because they can make you rich if they want, just uh, letting you do abortions. Just you know what I mean? And, yeah, like I've, I've been really, I mean, I was studying the New World Order from 18 years old, okay? I read 365 books a year for 10 years straight, all on the New World Order, how they were going to manifest it, and I did that when I was 18. I'm 51 now. And everything that they were talking about then that was all conspiracy theory has all manifested right before my eyes. So I don't know. Like, I know I'm, I'm some kind of prophet, and I don't understand, like, why I'm a threat to these people because, like, no one really listens to me, even though I'm enlightened and awakened. People don't really take me serious. So... It's like, how am I a threat to them? They should just let me live, you know? I'm not a threat. No one takes me serious. You know? I, I, just, want, I just wanted to ask, does anyone else get that ringing in the ear? You got to listen to 528 Hertz. You fight sound with sound, bro. Say again? You got to listen to 528 Hertz. You fight sound with sound. If they're jamming your ears with sound, you got to find the sound to block it off, man. Okay, you got to learn how to fight this. I know that. I know that. I I use the white noise, but I'm saying, um, who else gets it? Like, what's the purpose of the ringing? I heard some people say it's to lock on to your uh, brain. Yeah, that's that's them just dialing into your biometric fingerprint. Right, and also they can talk to you through that, man, okay? That sound. I haven't experienced that. They just made me think it was my own thoughts, but I know that it wasn't my own thoughts. It was them pumping that 
that self-hatred shit into me because I haven't wanted to commit suicide or any of those kind of thoughts since I found out what was really going on. But before that, I was like, why? Why doesn't anybody love me? I should just commit suicide. I'm so isolated. Nobody wants me, you know, like, fuck. Now I'm like glad I'm alone because I'm realizing that I'm different. I'm different, you know. Man, if you hear, you know, go on Lauren's radio show last night, and I spill a lot of beans in that, that, you know, like the people that turned the heat up on me was McDonald's. You got to realize whatever they doing, whatever they doing, the devil doing, God got the remedy. You got to be cool. And every time, like, if I eat some cheap, fast food, like that dollar menu at McDonald's or that two-for-one waffle, that's when like, my ears really start ringing on some Taco Bell. Well, can I tell you why? If you're eating that stuff, you're very ignorant because it has the um, nanotechnology and you're eating human meat. So you're really yeah, cannibalizing. What do you eat? What do you eat? I, I eat beans and rice. I eat like a, like a monk. I eat really simple food, fresh fruits and vegetables. I eat like a Rasta, eat raw foods. You cannot nourish your body eating death. You have to eat life. You have to eat raw fruits and vegetables and stuff that still has life. If you put it in the ground, it's going to make another tree. It's going to make another tomato plant. You know what I mean? Like, that's what you have to eat. Can I say something? Go ahead. I, I was um, just trying to explain to Jerome by eating that cheap food that that make your ears ring too. Yeah, and I'm telling you why, because the nanotechnology it makes it easier to lock on to you with the neurotechnology, right. with the nanotechnology, and, and see what they're doing with the. Um, you know what? For the longest time, I did not understand why they what they were spraying in the sky, right? And now, because it all makes sense, the barium and the aluminum, what they're doing is the aluminum molecule is so small that when we inhale it, it's able to go into the capillaries of our brain. So what we're yeah. doing is we're having small deposits of aluminum inside of our skull, which makes it easier for them to radiate and and do the you know the the V two K and all the the torture stuff they're doing, you guys. So yeah, you really need to do the cleansing. It's turning you to an antenna. Yeah, basically making you conductive, electrical. You know, you, you, I mean, you're already the human body is already a transmitter and a receiver. That's why you know we actually do have the abilities to to talk telepathically. And these people know that they've spent billions of dollars studying telepathic um, capabilities. People who are you know, can talk with their minds and do remote. They can do remote viewing without a machine. These people that have these gifts, like I have that gift and I, and this might be sick, but this is how I attained that gift. Because when that, when I was a little girl and that man was molesting me, I would leave my body. And, and just because he was just having my body, he didn't, I wasn't there in the mind and physical in, in the spiritual realm. Only my physical was there. Well, that's uh, that's like disassociation, and a lot of people who have been sexually violated uh, know exactly what you're describing there. I know what that is too. You just you kind of disassociate and you remove yourself from that violation that's happening to you. But it makes it makes and, doing things like astral travel and and um, and remote viewing and stuff. It makes it where you you naturally do those things because. You know, you've learned to leave your body when at, on command, and it's just like wrong. But see, 
Yeah, but I, I, I don't the, believe in the I don't believe in the astral travel and things like that. I know that stuff exists, but I personally don't do that, and I don't believe in it. You know, but I never I did either. Okay. I want to ask you a question. Can you describe um, uh, or explain what um, how exactly how remote viewing works? Because I've done a little research on it, but I still don't understand it. How does that work? Okay, let me explain it to you. They lock on your bio um, frequency. This is like in movies. Go watch, go watch some of these movies, these high, these sci-fi movies, where they lock on your your eyeball or whatever, and then and then they're able to know it, and they the computer tells them everything about you. Like J- Judge Dredd was like that. That movie, uh, Minority Report, Manchurian Candidate. Uh, oh, Enemy of the State was a really good one with uh, Will Smith. Uh, man, there's a lot of movies like that because they, you got to understand these people that are doing this to us are the ones that produce these films. They got no, they got no budget. They got an unlimited fucking pocket. So with the remote viewing, is it that they are looking down into your life or what, what exactly? Yeah. What they're doing is they're, they're bypassing your visual cortex. They're bypassing your auditor. It's like they're hacking your brain. There's no firewall for the brain. Everybody knows that. Everybody says it. But what that means is there's nothing stopping them from locking on to your biometric fingerprint. And all these fools with these iPhones, these idiots with iPhones, when you hold the phone, the phone takes your biometric fingerprint. They got so much crazy technology. They got a, a one watch for people who are diabetic. You don't even have to um, take a needle. You don't even have to get a pinprick. The watch is called a vampire watch, and it sucks your blood like a little vacuum at such a high pressure that it comes. The blood comes through your pores, so you don't even have to um, take a needle prick to get tested for your sugar for your diabetes. It's called a vampire watch. The technology, see, I stay, I'm an avid reader, so I'm like an information junkie. If there's anything I'm obsessed about, it's knowledge. So that's why I believe that, if anything, I'm a threat because I'm a walking encyclopedia. But you're right about the, the technology. Um, it's really working against us, but they make us think it's convenient and you know, it's cool and all of this, but that stuff is, is really... Well, you mentioned earlier the the uh, G5. Well, let me explain to you. You guys got to up yourself, uh, enlighten yourself about what's called smart cities, okay? And you got to look at these weapons they got, these... See, everyone thinks these EMF weapons, or oh, they just radiate you. These EMF weapons are used for crowd control. They're used, I mean, the entire city of Portland is under mind control. The entire city of, of Washington, and I believe that the entire city of Los Angeles is under this mind control, too. The more I'm finding out, the more I realize it. Because let me explain to you something that you may know or maybe you don't know, is that Snapchat which is a leader in, in fucking this technology, the surveillance technology that you just mentioned, the remote neural monitoring. They're the leaders in it, right? And what did they do? They just went down and bought all the property in Venice Beach. And now the, all the homeless have, have slowly disappeared. There's 200,000 homeless people missing. 
And there's mass graves that were found in Arizona, in the desert, in the middle of nowhere, cement graves. There's 200,000 homeless people missing in Arizona? Just in Los Angeles alone. Oh, what do you Los mean? Angeles. Really? I didn't, I didn't read that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think so, they're scooping them up. And, so, because I'm familiar with Los Angeles, like, and I've been homeless for the last 15 years or whatever, I've been able to fall through the cracks. But, see, before my mom died, I was just a hippie homeless. Like, I could go home whenever I wanted. But when my mom died, it became a reality that I was really homeless. But my mom handed me an envelope that, you know, because after I told you they tried to steal everything, and I took my mom's diamond, and then she handed me an envelope, and it had $5,000 in it, and I went and bought a boat, and I've been living on that boat ever since she died. Are you still living on your boat? Yeah, off and on, but right now, um, I have some people that are helping me that I've been telling everyone about, and, um, they just came out of nowhere, and they've kind of adopted me, and they have a guest house, so I've been living in their guest house. Well, that's good. And, you know, that was real smart of you to take that money and not blow it, but to, to get a, a, a secure place for yourself to live. So that was real smart. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I just, man, I just didn't want to be in the street. Yeah. Okay, well, anybody I'm, who's unmuted, go right ahead and speak. Anybody, if you guys want to say anything, go ahead. Okay, you can continue on. Nobody wants to speak. You can go ahead. Okay, I hope I'm not boring anyone. <laughs> no, yeah, actually, so, it's very interesting. Oh, you oh, we're talking about the the um the remote neural monitoring. Okay, so what they do is they bypass your your they actually pull it straight from your subconscious, which means they pull the words before you even form the words, and they're they're typed out onto a computer screen and virtual your environment is completely uh, recreated in virtual reality on their on their computer screen okay so is that remote remote okay because remote neural monitoring and remote viewing i thought were two separate things I, I'm remote viewing remote, remote viewing. viewing is what remote viewing is a natural gift remote viewing is when you are able to leave your body like, I did remote viewing. Uh, there was a time where I was very angry at um, at a boyfriend that they, he was a targeted individual. Now that I know about the prog- program, I'm starting to realize some of the people that I thought were just jerks were targeted individuals. Like, um, okay, so my ex, he died. He was on drugs his whole life, but he was going to be supposed to be a professional football player. And then he got, he started selling drugs to get money and he ended up getting turned out on cocaine and he spent his whole life strung out on cocaine and they just murdered him. Like, I mean, through the drugs and then somebody, somebody, a, a, a perp approached him and said, Oh, well, if you quit, if you start smoking meth, you'll be able to quit smoking crack. Right. So he started smoking meth, and within one year, the meth killed him. And, and the thing about the meth that makes it more dangerous than cocaine is that it has acetone in it, and acetone is eating, it's, it dissolves the cellulose. If you know what cellulose is, that's the little, the little membrane around every single cell of your body. It's called cellulose. Oh, wow. I hear that that meth is really harsh, and I'm explaining to you, it dissolves your cells. 
it dissolves them. That's why you get water brain because the cells get dissolved and then all you have is the water inside the cells. That's why these people on meth are losing their minds because they are literally melting their brain, the cells of their brain, melting the, like, you know, we joke about marijuana killing brain cells. No, this is dissolving your cells, like dissolving them. <laughs> like, you know how, okay, you know, uh, you have nail polish on your finger, and what do you put? Acetone, and it dissolves the nail polish. Right. Now, why would you put that in your body with your your cells of your body? So now when you see all that black stuff coming out of their skin, that's the acetone just um, causing neck necropsy of the flesh. That's awesome. Yeah, meth meth was invented by uh Hitler. And if you go look up go look up sleep deprivation experiment. Nobody made it out alive and they never tell you what they used for that experiment. But they used meth. They just pumped meth in that chamber and nobody made it out alive. Just go check out that experiment. And then I all know, that does prove that they do LSD a lot for experiments too back in the day. Yeah, they didn't use LSD. It was a gas. On this one, it was a gas. They used meth. They use um, it's called metamphetamines. It's the only thing that they only drug out there in the world that can do what this drug did to those people. I mean, it's the only one that's possible. Too bad. But the remote viewing, the remote viewing is a natural ability that um, people have, you know, gifts, spiritual gifts can do. But um, remote, remote neural monitoring is is a is a machine that is monitoring the thoughts, and it's it's connected to an AI machine. There's no doubt about that. And the AI is the one that organizes the um, street gang stalking to text people the different text and tell them what color shirt to wear and what color shoes and whatever their assignment. They're called assignments. And some of them are under mind control, so they don't even get paid. They just send them, oh, i got to go to the store and let me put this pink sweater on. You know, they're just under mind control. They don't know. But then there's some that are that are actually higher up that know and maybe they might get gift cards and stuff. And then there's higher up that actually organize the, the harassment against you. Yeah. Yep. So tell us about the paintings that you do. Do you, um, do you sell them on the street? You yeah. Buy, see, that's know. why they, oh my God, I'm so glad you asked about that. I appreciate that. Um, well, let me explain to you. So they haven't been able to, like, they've tried like hell because, you know, I was a prostitute. Like I told you, like I'm really candid about my life. And, um, and they were try- they kept trying to set me up to get gang raped. So I was scared to go on calls because every call seemed to be perps. It was, uh, you know, it was weird. Like, I wasn't getting any normal calls. And then one call, and I've never experienced this before, I drove all the way to the call and got the sickest feeling in my stomach not to go in. And I, I, I was sitting outside the guy's house for hours, and I would not, I just wouldn't go in. And then, um... I, I haven't done anything since because I just keep feeling like they're going to set me up to get gang raped or 
or um, used for a satanic sacrifice. Oh, and that's not the plan that God has for your life. So, yeah. And you know what? The Lord bless you with a beautiful talent, and he intends for you to make a living off of it. So do your okay, so that's the thing. So they wrote that article about me, and now all of a sudden, everybody in this town wants a painting, and and I can, you know, the, the orders. I, I'm painting them as fast as I'm selling them, and and I'm and I'm completely running it like a business, and and I'm consistent. Like today, I kind of took a break, but I usually don't because weekends are crowded, weekends are busy, and um yeah, so yeah, they're allowing me. I believe they're allowing me because. I mean, they could send some some fear tactics and chase me off the block if they wanted to, but they haven't. Well, the Lord is opening the door for you, so um, just just make sure you continue down that path because that's an honest living, you know. And you can make a lot of money with paintings, especially oil paintings. Those are that's the most yeah. So thing. yeah, I'm surviving. I, I, this lady flew in from New York, and um, and she was like, uh. Yeah, I want to buy five of your Michael Jacksons for seven hundred dollars, and now I'm finding out she's gonna take them to New York and sell them for seven hundred apiece. Well, just put your make sure you put your signature at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you sign that. And you know, you can also open up an Etsy uh, shop online too and display your work, and people will buy from there, and eBay and other places as well. So just make something out of that, you know? Yeah, definitely. I've I've been really putting it to work. There's been no games about that part. I mean, I'm working on stuff while I'm talking to you guys right now. They haven't been able to stop that flow. And um, I felt I feel like now they've gone back to the drawing board. Like, you know, because one thing that my handler, the one that, like, kind of exposed it to me, I believe he's a handler because he led me to a snuff property. That's a whole other story. It's kind of a long story, and um, and but I got out of there alive. And then they wanted to watch me go off a cliff in real time with the remote no monitoring. And um, but I made it down the cliff. You know, I made it down the hill safely. My brakes went out going down Malibu Canyon. You know, um. They probably cut them. They probably tampered with them. I don't know, but it was just what? weird. I I made it out of there a lot uh, by the hair of my chinny chin chin. Why do they do that? Is it to show them the black net, or what is it like? I know I they were just that. showing me that they can put me in a snuff film whenever they want. They can gang rape me. They can kidnap me. They can set up anything they want. They're so. I mean, I went into a, I went into a Ralph supermarket to pee. And I go in the back, and all of a sudden there's five, like, the biggest Russian dudes i ever seen in my life. And, like, they, the guy leans into the men's bathroom, not the women's bathroom. Op- and as he's, the key is about to touch the door, some man comes out, like, looking all scary, like a Korean Dyson slicer-looking guy. What's that background noise? That's me driving. I apologize. I'm almost home, guys. Go ahead. Okay, no problem. I was just... No problem. So, um, you know, I mean, it spooked me so bad. I was in there. I peed faster than I ever peed in my life. And I opened the door and come out back out, and they're all gone. It was like like it was a figment of my imagination. Almost. You know, like I looked all through the store. You know how they have the windows? 
like the mirrors on the top of the store, and I looked, and I couldn't, none of them, not one. They did not work there. So why did, he have, was, why did he have the key in his hand already leaning towards the door when I walked back there? It was almost like it was, like it was staged. That's, that's what I felt, like it was completely staged a lot of to scare the hell out of me. Yeah, they were probably trying to gaslight you. Thank God you're okay. And we have to remember about these bathrooms now. Most places, uh, any gender can go in the bathroom, you know, the men right. or the women. Yeah. So we have to remember about that now. Yeah, but these bathrooms were clearly marked, you know, and he was definitely a man. But it, it wasn't that. It was just the way the guy came out all scary looking and, and the way the guy, as he was leaning, like he didn't even knock to see if somebody was in there. And why did he open the men's bathroom when the women's bathroom was 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 completely available. Why did he open the men's for me? Like, weird. I'm glad you're okay. You've been through a lot in your life. Yeah, and during that that two months, they knocked off the, they knocked off the um, rear view mirror of my car. They, um, they put uh, nails in my tires. Um, I was afraid they were going to put sugar in my tank, but they didn't do that. But, um, Man, I just, I kept feeling like they were going to set me up to kidnap me. They tried once or twice. Um, man, it, they did flash mobbing on me. They, uh, I didn't know about any of this stuff. I, I read all about it, and then they started doing it to me. <laughs> it was like once I was totally aware, then they, but I never experienced the voices yet. But they, I do feel that they put thoughts in my head and made me feel like they were my own thoughts. Yeah. yeah, that happens too. Like, but I definitely, this is the scariest part for me, you guys. You ready? The scariest part to me is I feel like they're trying to make me a Manchurian candidate, right? And I'm seeing all these other people that are going to schools and shooting up the schools and all this crazy. And you're like, why? Why are they doing that? But you just don't know. Like, they might be targeted. They might be. But it's I, not going to happen to you because you're aware of it. You're aware, and you know the signs, so you won't let it happen. So you're okay. You're fine. We just put our lives yeah. in God's hands, and we know we're going to be okay. And the thing is, you, 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 know, you know what they're trying to do, so you just, you know, remain aware and, and just don't let it happen. It's not yeah. going to happen. You're not the type that's going to go and kill off a bunch of people. That's not, that's not your character. No, I, I'm not saying I would do that. What I'm saying is that, you know, my thoughts have been to go after my perp, though. No, don't do that. We'll let God take care of them. They're going to, you know, they're going to wash themselves up. So we don't even have to worry. You know what uh, doc, one of the doctors said, Dr. Eric Kolstrom, well, actually, he's one. He said, "There's no such thing as um, TIs. We're all perps being recruited, and they meant because we're all like in a in a either Manchurian candidate program or some some kind of." He stuff said, like "We're that. all perps." He said, "We're all perps." We're all. This is what he said. There's no such thing as TIs. We're all perps being recruited. You got to listen to it. I don't go agree listen with that. to the um. Go, go. I'm. I'm not saying that. Like, like me. I don't believe that I could be bought. But I do believe what they. What he means is 
that we all become the one going after whoever did what they did to us. Like, at one point, we're going to snap. Like, that's what he means. I think, like if we don't, I think if we don't take care of ourselves mentally, then, yes, we run the risk of, of snapping and going over the edge. But I don't feel – I think they keep increasing it. I keep. I think they keep increasing it. Like, look at David. Like, right now, they've let me peek into David's targeting, right? And it's so extreme. Like, every day they're, like, plotting to kidnap him. They've got U-Hauls and, like, 10 Mexicans, like, moving in on him. And where he has to climb up on top of roof. I mean, it's just oh, madness. David. David who? David who? David Atkins. He's a very high-profile T.I. Okay. Oh, well, you know, uh, I, you know uh, he he's got evidence of uh, of um, Greyhound being involved in our human trafficking side of this shit. Because once they get you where you have no ID and you're homeless and you have no place, you know, then you're hemmed in. Once you have no ID, now you're enemy of the state. You know that, right? I think that once you're targeted, you're enemy of the state, whether you have ID. Well, or that's not. true, but I mean, like in some places. If you don't have identification, they can arrest you and hold you for 72 hours. Yes, yes. I know that's true for California. I thought it was everywhere. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. And now, see, like, now on the East now Coast, you got out. Jade Helm. You know what Jade Helm is? Yeah, they did that whole military exercise a couple of years ago. Yeah, but ago. Now, Jade Helm, now Jade Helm has evolved to not an exercise but a, a, a implication. They're using uh these. They're gonna use an, these storms. These storms are the excuse, but the storms are geoengineered. Hmm. It's so. This is like. What do you say? Uh, he said the the conspiracy is so monstrous that no one would believe it. That's what we're dealing with. A conspiracy so monstrous that no one will believe it. That's true. Very true. But we know it's true, and we know we're not crazy, regardless to what they want people You know what's to so strange, too, and ironic? Is that when I was in the military, I joined the military when I was 16 years old, right? The airplanes that I was working on are the airplanes that have the capability for this um, remote neural monitoring and the... Uh, and the uh, EMS and the microwave and the sonic. These weapons are, at least airplanes that I worked on were equipped with that stuff. So I know this is not imagination. Those weapons were there. Ejection it's going to be it's going to be really bad when all when they start rolling out all these drones and there are some drones already in the air, but it's going to be really Oh yeah, bad. I have drones following me every day. That's nothing. The ones that scare me, though, are the are the ones that are so small, you think it's a mosquito. Those are the ones that scare me the most. Or you think it's a star. Some of them look like stars, but they're not. Yeah. Uh, oh, 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 okay. Yeah. Some I, of I them are I way do. too round. They're way too round to be stars. And there's one, you know, I can, I can look up at the sky at any time, and there it is right there. So I can tell it's attached to me, but I don't care. Because right. I know that they do all that kind of stuff. But, yeah. Yep. All the technology is, like, really, you know, it, it mystifies you and all that. But, you know, the guy said, he said the one thing that I've heard on the show tonight, which is really the key thing, is 
listening to those frequency sounds, but the static, the noise one, white noise, that's BS. Don't, that's not the one. You got to lift, you got to go to the highest one. Like, I think it's like 20,000 megahertz or something. That's the one because you want your frequency to be as high as possible. That's like happy frequency. And, you know, they don't want that. That's, they have a hard time. They want you when you're at your uh, animal frequency, low vibration, depression, right. Mm-hmm. Hunger. Uh, I listen you know. to the uh, to the Earth frequency too. I pull that up on YouTube. I think it's seven hundred and twenty. Yeah, that one's powerful. Something. That's the Om. That's the one that the Asians, the Chinese, with the Buddhism and all that. Well, That's the I don't listen to that one. I don't, I don't listen to the one with the mantras. They have different ones out there. I don't. I'm not. That's not my religion. No, I'm I talking mean, about the one that's the that sound one. of the universe. Yeah, but there's more than one. What I'm telling you is there's more than one. Some some of them have the mantras, the ums, and the whatever they do. But I don't do that one because that's not my religion. They have some that's just the binarial beat, and it just gives you a tone. And uh, that's the one that I listen to sometimes. Because that helps to ground you. If you can't get out in nature and do some grounding, then that you know that's the next best thing. Yeah. Yeah, those 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 sound things seem to really really help me with the depression and the defeated. Cause you feel so you you feel so defeated, you know. You feel so, you know. You just feel. I struggle with that defeat. I hope that changes because it can and it will. I mean, I'm feeling better that I'm not living in the street and um, you know, homeless, smelling like urine and all that. Like I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that my talent has saved me from extreme poverty. Um, I'm grateful that I'm, you know, uh, the, the universe, God has really, like, He brings me plenty of business and love and people. See, that's bring me great. Food, that's really you know? good. You're blessed. Yes. Um, really people good. are trusting me with money, trusting me with their house, trusting me with their cars. That's so good. Good for you. You know, I've always been an honest person, so I think that's one of the things that, you know, because people always tell me from the very start when they meet me, like, I totally, like, you have such a, a, a awesome vibe, and I feel so secure with you. You know, they've always told me that, you know, through my whole life. You're a good person. That's you great. Know, but before I knew about the program, I was struggling with suicidal thoughts all the time, all the time. Like, and that was I probably watched, the program. That was probably them programming me that way. But as soon as I found out, I was like, oh, my God, that's why this guy did this and this guy did this. and Because it never made sense, but now it does. They were paid to, like, come in close, get me to trust them, and then do ghosting and gaslighting and, uh, uh, degre- degradation. It's t- you know what? It's typical. Um, if you look at the domestic violence circle, it's a circle, right? I mean, it's a uh, it's a wheel. You know, you got the first. You got the pedestal. They put you on a pedestal, and then they devalue you, and then they de- discard you. It's different phases of it, and it's the same thing that they're doing with the program. You know, when when I was a star and everything, they fucking put me on a pedestal. I I made fifty, fifty, a hundred thousand sometimes in a month, 
Um, I was living it up. I had furs, diamonds. I traveled. I lived in Hawaii. I had a dream life. And then all of a sudden, now the devaluing stage. So they they made me homeless. Um, I had pimps stalking me. Um, you know, I didn't use drugs, but every guy that I would meet would, would lie and say they don't use drugs, but then I'd, I'd be around them and they'd be drug addicts. First thing they do is whip out their drugs and then want, and I never had any real relationships. It was always guys that just wanted, like they sent me a honey pot yesterday or a couple of days ago. The guy was so fine and, and everything. And we're sitting in the park and he's like, oh, can I get a little head? And I'm like, Yo, dude, you're fine and all, but, man, I deserve some privacy at least, you know, like, if you can't provide that, I ain't, I'm not with it, you know, like, but he, I did want him, though, they, and they know exactly kind, the kind, the kind I like, you know, and um, his body well, type, how, everything. Hopefully, hopefully you won't, you won't engage in any of that anymore, you're, you're better than that. But look, That's let me just, good. let me tell the rest of it, the last part, right, so then I'm sitting there and I'm all... This was, like, later on in the evening after I refused that little offer. But I still was like, oh, my God, I like this guy, though, you know. And um, and then later on in the evening, he, I go, I wonder what your lips taste like. And he goes, I don't kiss. And I looked it up immediately, and it says that guys that don't kiss are not emotionally available. Right, because kissing is very intimate. And um, those people, yes, exactly. They're not emotionally available. They're not. So that's connected to narcissism. So I was like, I start, I start feeling like I was going to throw up because I, I connected him emotionally to, to the my perp that I loved really a lot. And then he sent some men to try to kill me and bash my head open and rob me at gunpoint. Like so, I started getting nauseous and I start. You understand how how the psychops working on me, like. So here was this guy, and instead of, like, having fun and being free like I my real personality would have been, I'm like, look, dude, I'm being surveillance. I'm not going to allow them to have no fucking uh, live streaming of me sucking your dick in this car. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not doing it. Like, no. Okay, okay but, but not only that, you are, you don't need to do that at all. You're beautiful. You love yourself. Yeah, because I want more than it. just that. I want a guy that right. really wants to have something real. And and then and then later on in the evening, like he, I could tell he had his girl was calling his phone. I didn't even know he had a girl, but he's like he was kind of like blowing her off. And I was like, oh, so he got a girl too on top. So that's the kind of relationship. It, it's well, however it starts off is how it's gonna be. And so I was. I haven't really called him since, but I've just been feeling lonely again, you know. Yeah, but he's he's not gonna feel that lonely void because he's not available. He's not available. He wants you. Yeah, to be and great. that's what I have to realize. He, he, let me that's let me just say this. Let me just say this. You know what it's so called? Hold on, please. Let me say this. He wants okay. to degrade. He wants to publicly humiliate you and degrade you by having you do oral sex to him in a public place. You guys are not in a relationship. There's no love there. That is not what you're looking for. You said you don't want to be lonely. You want to be in a relationship, a healthy relationship that can possibly turn into That's something exactly, long-term. And I was so He's proud of myself. He's not the one. Myself. He's not the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, they do that, that kind of targeting to me all the time. Like, like, okay, there's a couple, and they invited me to their house, and, you know, it's a black guy and a, and a Mexican lady, and they're like, 
a couple. And then, so they, and they let me take a shower. This is when I was homeless, you know, looking kind of bad. And they let, you know, and then I'm sitting there in my towel and, and he, he, he pops his legs over. He's like, come over here and suck this dick. Oh, and I couldn't. Oh, yeah. I go, I don't feel like sucking dick. And, and then he goes, he goes, oh, so then him and the girl get up and go in the other room and just totally leave me isolated. Like, and so the message for me, he is a, a, a Mason, so I know he's probably involved in my party, right? So he goes, he goes, um, so they just get up and go in the other room. So the message to me was you, back to you, you're nothing but a whore. And if you don't, if you're, you have no identity without that. If you're not putting out, you're, you have no value. Nobody wants anything else from you. Nobody okay, that's your so, only value. So with all, because you're an avid reader and with all the reading and research you do, um, do, do things to try to help yourself to get past that. You know, read books and and. It's, and called, it's really hard. It's called Stockholm Syndrome. It's called trauma bonding. You gotta, it's really hard. It, they, you know, no, I, know, you, I, know, I know about that. Your formative years, let me explain how it works. It's like your formative years is between three and five years old. Those are the years that your personality develops. So I was already being molested. I, mean, he was already, I was already doing oral sex at five. Like, what? Like, there was never any boundaries, so you don't know boundaries. So see how you're but, like, but, but, oh, but, but what I'm to saying to you is, I'm like, I didn't to... even see that aspect of it until you said it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. and I'm, I'm just trying to help you here because I, too, was molested at a very young age, okay, and raped, yeah. you know, all kind of other stuff growing up. And so I, I understand what you're going through, but I'm telling yeah. you that yeah. you don't have to be subjected to that because you love yourself. You can be delivered. Yeah, and, I, and I was really proud of myself that. that I didn't fall for it just because he was everything I wanted visually, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because he wasn't and, what and, I wanted. And, and that's part of your targeting. For these people to automatically just come up to you and say things like that to you, that tells you right there that it's, you know, they're probably sent to do that. Oh, oh can I tell you about another time? You know the rapper T.I.? Like, yeah. I, have a, I, I think he's handsome. They had a clone of rapper T.I., right, walk up to my car. Like, he pulls into the parking lot. He walks right up to my car like he was sent with an with a assignment, right? And as he's walking up, he's smiling at me, and I'm smiling at him because he's fine and all that. And he walks up and he goes, yo, you know, I got a little money. Come come hang out with me in my car. Let me get a little head. And I was like, wow. I was like, as fine as you are and, and that's your approach? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what I said to him. And well, I'm like, you wow. See, but, but, but you see the the beauty because, and I'm just saying this. I'm not trying to be offensive or anything. But you you um you make mention to physical appearance a lot. You know, like they're fine, and and we all want attractive people. I'm not saying that you want to be with someone attractive. Yeah, I'm superficial. But, yeah, but, but I gotta me, admit no, no, that. No. Let me let me say this. No, I'm not. No, I'm not saying you're superficial. No, I am. I'm saying, I'm saying it. Okay, what I'm saying is the beauty that we're looking for is inner beauty. We're looking for inner beauty. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? That's what you want. You want a, a genuinely good person, somebody that's good on the inside and beautiful on the, in, on the inside, and that will radiate to the outside. That's what you're looking for. You want somebody that's going to give you the respect that you deserve because you do deserve respect. Not someone yeah, that's yeah. going to talk to you any kind of way. The past, the things that happened to you, 
they're in the past. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely trying to make that change. I'm, I'm, re- I'm. Oh my God, I'm fighting it with all I have, with every you ounce will. of my soul. You will, you will. Just keep trying. You will. My, my art is saving me. Thank you, thank you. You know that is saving me. I think <laughs> it's beautiful that you have that that gift of painting. That's a really good, healthy outlet, and you can make a living off of it. So I think that's really good. Yeah, it's cool. You know what they say, if you um if you do what you love for a living, you'll never work a day in your life and this is what I've always wanted. And you know what? So my life went in a big big huge circle. Like when I was a little girl, I wanted to go to art school, but I ended up joining the navy because my brother assaulted me and I just wanted to get away, get out of the house. So I joined the navy. But um you know, I wanted to be an artist from way back then, so it's like all it took all of that to come back around to to where I was when I was eighteen before before they sent my life on a whirlwind, you know. And is your brother in the Bay Area, and are you too close? I have no idea. I'm estranged. He tried to uh, rape me when I was like fourteen. I joined oh, the Navy no. when I was sixteen. Yeah. Um, and and I seen him one time when I was third, but I didn't remember what he did. I I didn't remember. It was in my subconscious. But then I, all I knew was every time I came around him, I got really like my hair on my arms would stand up and stuff. But I didn't know why. But then one day I had a panic attack and remembered everything. Remembered everything that happened. Oh. And um, because I didn't want to join the navy, I wanted to be an artist. And all of a sudden, I, here I am swearing in on my 16th birthday. Like, how did I get here? What? You know? So did and, your mom I, I sign didn't... for you to go to the Navy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. she signed. Okay, okay. She signed, yeah. She she was so happy. She wanted me out of there. Not to get rid of me. She just, the neighborhood was a bad neighborhood. She wanted me to do something with my life. Yeah. My mom was a good mom. She, it's just that she was targeted to get to me. Like, at first, I blamed her. I was like, it's your fault I'm a prostitute. You know, I, I did a lot of that. But then, I, you know, I started to swallow that, you know, she was a victim, too. That that man, that man lied to her, too, you know? Well, you know what? Um, just about every prostitute out there has been molested or the victim of some sort of sexual assault. So it's very common for uh, sexual assault uh, victims. People prey on people like that because because being um, sexually violated, it lowers your self-esteem, and people prey on that. Yeah, I I always wonder why that. That's one of the things I always beat myself up about. Why do I only attract, like, weird, weird, creepy guys? Like, I never attract guys that are sweet and honest. and You know, I never attract that. I attract creepy men. No, it's not you. And then at this point, they're sending those type of people to you. So it's definitely not you. Don't blame yourself. Not you. I mean, one of the men that used this is the scariest right here. One of the men that used to pay pay me just got arrested for, he was snatching little boys into his van and at gunpoint raping them anally. Oh, gosh. I hope he never gets out of jail, ever. Me too. Horrible. No, he probably won't because there's multiple kids that he did it to and he's cold busted. 
one of the kids he did to it did it to is his own family member. And thank God you survived him as well. Yeah, not even knowing how dangerous this man was numerous times to be with him. Okay, well, we're going to be ending soon. And if anyone would like to speak, star eight if you're muted. And uh, if you are unmuted, feel free to speak. Star eight, you guys, if you'd like to speak. Let me look for some motivation real quick. Give me a moment. So how have you been? You're in the Bay Area where I am. How have you been holding up with this weather? It's been pretty warm. Oh my God, I'm I'm cooking a slow roast. Oh, I know. <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. Stop! Stop! What do you guys see? And always pay attention to your animals because your animals will tell you when they're using the weapon. Yeah. Yep, they they uh, picked up on a lot of things. Yeah, the night they came with the guns, my dog's um, hackles were totally standing up, and I didn't even pay attention. I didn't even think twice about it. But her hackles never go up like that. She knew. She knew on the other side of that door was dangerous. Okay, so let me, uh, before we end, let me uh, read a bit of motivation from The Daily Motivator. This is called uh, A Work in Progress. You are a work in progress, and there is no end to the progress you can make. No matter what level you attain, you can aim even higher. Uh, However much you already know, you can learn more. Today is part of that work in progress. You won't get it perfect. You won't get it all done. Yet you can make good and productive use of your time. The grand amphibian and eureka moments are few and far in between. What is always accessible to you, however, is the opportunity for incremental progress. Small moments spent on worthwhile and meaningful pursuits do add up. And today is provision with hundreds of such small moments for you to wisely use. You are a work in progress. Do the work and make the progress one steady, purposeful, purposeful step at a time. And that's by uh, Ralph Marston on The Daily Motivator. And it is true. I love him, by the way. He really gives good motivation. But it, it is true what he's saying. We are all a work in progress. None of us have made the trip. None of us are perfect. We all have a past. But if we work hard and we ask for the help of the Lord and we ask him to give us strength, We can't attain whatever it is we want to. It doesn't matter. I truly believe that we can create our reality. Yes, we are targeted. Yes, there's so many things they do to stop us and and put roadblocks in the way. But God has a path that's already set for us. We just need to get on his plan and go for it. And don't let anything stop you. And if you run into roadblocks, you run into 
to 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 walls, that's okay. Because when one door closes, God will open a window. And whatever it is that that that, that is, is in God's plan, because because remember, the Bible says God's will. It is His will for our life. It's not our will. So sometimes when we don't get the things that we feel that we should have or that we want. We think that, oh, everything's wrong. But no, have you ever thought about the fact that they, that may not be God's plan for your life? So we want to be in, in uh, accordance with God's will for us. And his will is the perfect will. So we do not have to worry about what these people think they're doing to us because whatever is supposed to work out for us is going to work out for us, period. And like I always try to tell myself, I plan to learn all the lessons along the way because with these difficulties that we go through, there are lessons, there are jewels that we are learning along the way. This is how we get wisdom. This is how we get wise because we've been through some things. If you've never been through some things, like I tell my kids, I've been around a couple blocks. You know, I've learned some things along the way, and that's what it's all about, learning and growing and challenging yourself so that you can grow. And if you try something, it doesn't work out, don't give up. Try again. Try again. Just keep trying to better yourself and to better your situation, and you will get there eventually. So going back to the way this article started, we are all a work in progress. That's it. All right. If no one else has anything to say, then we will end the call. Oh, I just want to say something. Hello. Hello. Nine to nine. Hello. This is Say in uh, on the East Coast, and I wanted to thank thank you. And uh, uh, I also I was enjoyed listening to you and Lynette talk. Um, Lynette, I also heard you on Lauren's call the last two interviews, and I really enjoyed them. And I was wondering if um, did you do any other type of art? I thought you said you might have done graphic design. Yeah, I have a degree in graphic design, but the thing is, when you're a TI, it's hard for you to get jobs in that field because that's all corporate stuff, you know. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, I mean, you could freelance, but it's still, you know, it's it's kind of political with the graphic design jobs, the real jobs, you know, unless you just, but I'm already a freelance and I'd rather paint than do uh, be on a computer all day. Yes. I read read the article. It was a very nice article. Um, Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. Yes. I saw the picture and everything and one of the paintings. So uh, maybe uh, you can help. um, uh, We'll get in touch with you. Maybe you can help with uh, one of our t-shirt designs. That we're oh, yeah, do I'd love to. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, I'd love to. However I could be involved anyway. Yeah. And I want to uh, also, I want to ask um, or the community, like if anyone has any kind of resources, I, I was like, you know how they have, uh, there's another TI doing it, but um, I'd like to do it too, which is like walk across the country for awareness of, for TIs, you know, right. yeah. or ride a bike or whatever. But if someone yeah. would be willing to like supply the the food and the water for me to do it, and the and the publicity, like that would be a good way for us to get some more, you know, awareness of what's going on to, with us. 
Well, maybe you can link up with that guy, uh, David David Voigt, I think it was his name. Maybe you can yeah, try to David get in touch with him yeah. to see what he did. But I know that he did open up a GoFundMe page, and the community donated, and that's how he was able to take care of himself while he was on that trek around the country. But did, you know, did he do it? Did he walk across? Did he make it across? I, I don't know if he made it all the way. Does anybody know? I don't. I don't know. I know he uh, did make it. He started. He started. Then he had um, some family problems. Some people died. Then and now he's going to restart. I I don't know the specifics, but uh, uh, Lauren should have his name. She knows how to well, uh, spell okay, it. You can if anybody it. has his contact, could you could you tell him to contact me? You know what? You know? I think if you Google him, it'll take you to his website where you can probably get his email address. His name is David Voigt, V O I G H T. Because he, he definitely has a website and everything. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't remember. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. yeah. Well, well, thank you, anyway. Again, I'll, I'll be in touch uh, yeah, through Lauren. And uh, thank you so much, uh, Renata. I really yeah. enjoyed hearing you talk. You're very, uh, uh, you know, you really know how to uh, encourage people. Thank you. So thank you. I enjoyed listening to this conversation. Um, anyway, you. thank you. Thank you, guys. Okay, for and, uh, Lynette, thanks thank for you taking so your Yeah, thank you for coming to yeah. the call, Lynette. And uh, you're an inspiration. You really are, because all that you've gone through, you're still standing, and that's that's uh, an inspiration for all of us. You're incredibly intelligent. I hope that you see all the good qualities in yourself. Because thank you. So when I very when person. I get um down on myself, I could just call you for a pep talk, pep pep talk then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know when we do that, when we when we talk to to other people, and we encourage other people. It really helps us as well. So you really help. So far, the only argument that I've gotten on 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 any of these shows was on Ryan's show, and it was a. I got an argument. I don't. I can't really remember the gentleman's name. I always, but we apologized, but we still didn't really. We still disagreed, but we just were like able to disagree. When the the disagreement was this, then he said, "Oh, they don't. They don't kill you. They just um scare you." And I'm like, dude, if you think that, like, I can't even deal with that because it's it's a kill program. They call it a soft kill because it's it's and I'm ex-military. So I know a soft kill is an unarmed citizen. A hard a hard kill is an armed like military or police officer. So mm-hmm. like and it made me think Christopher Darden was a hard kill because he was already cut on the loose, you know, slaughtering people like you know, and and I believe he was just he just went crazy, you know. Like we, you know, like the program is designed to make you do. And he was lashing out. But I believe that he knew they were going to kill him. So he just wanted to, um, to like go out with a bang and, uh, make people look up what, you know, what he was doing before he got killed, which was trying to bring attention to the police corruption in Los Angeles. Right. Well, to me, it doesn't matter really how a targeted individual dies. And, I mean, eventually we're all going to die. 
they they had a hand in it because even stress can kill you. You know what I'm saying? And these people keep us traumatized. They keep us stressed. They keep us worried. They inflict pain on us. They you know they've invaded some people's um, minds and putting voices in their hand. So they had a they had a hand in the murder of every single targeted individual. Uh, Elvira. They neglected her. They uh, ne- neglected her medical needs. The doctors would not. Uh, treat her, no matter how many times she went to the hospital, they locked her in a mental institution. So she eventually died when all she needed was medical treatment. You know, so they they just, they're disgusting, and they, they will pay for their sin, so we don't have to worry. God will take care of them. But I disagree yeah. with, with, the, with the gentleman who said that, you know, that, that they don't kill people. They do. Every day, they do. They run yeah, so I came road. back on the line and started naming names. Uh, I was like, Kanika Jenkins, um, um, you know, I was like naming all these names, like uh, Timothy Cunningham, Marilyn Monroe, uh, you know, John F. Kennedy, John Lennon, uh, uh, Bob Well, you know what, even if it wasn't famous people who are in the news, there's everyday people. I remember they constantly used to try to run me off the road with big rig trucks. I'm just an everyday citizen. Nobody knows my name. You know what I'm saying? But they do these type of things. They do these things, and then they make it look like an accident. I constantly right. used to have big rig trucks trying to run me off the road, constantly. It used to happen all the time, and other things. You know, so T.I.s are, are murdered every day. Christina, they hung her. They hung her out in the cabin yeah. in the woods, and she told me that they were going to do that, and that's what happened. Well, she told me they were going to kill her. She knew it. So who's, you know, I'm sorry, who's Christina? She's a, a T.I. that used to come to this call several years ago. She was a really good friend. We used to talk on the phone daily. And she called me, and she said, she said, do do the perps ever look at you like they're going to kill you? I said, yeah, but I don't care. I just don't even look at them. I said, and I told her, and she said, well, that's how they're looking at me right now. She was at a cabin in the woods. And she said, that's how they're, these oh, everybody who's passing me look at me like they're going to kill me. And I said, just keep walking, Christina. I said, I'll stay on the phone. Just keep walking. And so she kept walking. I said, just try not to look at him. But she was very afraid. And I was going to a funeral that day. And I said, when I come out of the funeral, I'll call you back. Never heard from her again. Next thing you know, she was found hung in the cabin. And they said she committed suicide. I will never believe that because she told me that she would never commit suicide. And she had just Just told me. Just like I did. Just right, like and she, she had just told me that she felt like they were going to kill her, and then she turns up dead. So that was not suicide. Well, yeah, so when I was arguing with them saying, look, this is a kill program, I've studied the actual documents that allows them to legally kill us. It's like, I didn't even know, but when you join the Navy, you give them permission to do experiments on you. I had no clue about that. Come on. Um, yeah, and I'm ex-Navy, Did and I do know that. Did they microchip you in the military? Of course they do. Of course they do. And and I've had some people say, oh, no, they, they didn't give you a chip. Um, bullshit. They, you know what? At the time, the chip was injected with a 16-gauge needle. But now we got nano chips. You know what I mean? So now they can just blow some dust in your face and you inhale it and you're, you've got nanos in you. And then they can, so they don't need chips. The technology so smart, is advanced. Smart dust. That's smart dust, yeah. But I'm wondering, so, like, with military people, do they let you know you're being microchipped or no? You, I, I would say, yeah, because 
think about it. If you're smart like me, you know, okay, they just injected me with a 16-gauge needle. At the time, the the um, ship was injected with a 16-gauge needle. That's true. Mm-hmm. So there was no secret about that to me. Yeah. Well, okay. So if you guys don't have anything else to say, we're going to go ahead and end. And I'm going to get some things done. I need to get Man, that was awesome. Thank you, guys. That was awesome. I love being in um, calls where the people are, you know, you know, really respecting each other. Like, I've been on a few where it's just like, wow. I mean, I, I got to admit, like, I, I apologized to the guy. And I said, look, um, I'm sorry because I started calling him a stupid. If he believes that it was just some program where they just dance around you and try to scare you and it's not real. and all, I mean, it's real, but it's, they're not going to do anything. It's BS. Because every single one of us is on a kill a kill list. We're, like, already, like, as far as FEMA and all that, we're marked for for death. So if we get and you know what? That's FEMA, not just us. That's not just us. That's, that's uh, they're, what, seven point something billion people on the planet, and they want to reduce that by at least half. So yeah, we're not six and a half billion. Yeah, we're not the only ones on that list. But as long as we have our lives right with the Lord, that's all that matters because we're going anyway. It don't matter. We're going anyway. Yeah, and you know what? That's what I always say, like, like these people have a date with death just like we do. So like, that's why I think they've lost power over me that they had when I was scared is that when I was scared, I was like, um, you know, Oh, uh, you know, terrified, whatever. Now that I'm like, well, if they're going to kill me, they're going to kill me right here in front of everybody. I'm living my life. I'm going to enjoy my life. And ever since I've been doing the vibration, you know, happy vibrations and all that, it's like, They've kind of lost power. No, well, that's good. So, but keep I hope that helps anyone out there struggling with this. You know. Yes. Well, Those thank you for everything you shared with us today, and please come back next Sunday if you can. Anytime. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much, and I'm gonna let you guys go. I have to get going here. I have some things I need to do. All right. But uh, thank all you right, all bye. for coming to the call. Have a blessed week, you guys. I'll talk to you guys next Sunday. All right. Bye. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.